And hello to you, my gosh. This is being recorded on Christmas Eve. Your old pal, EZ, wants you to have something to listen to to open presents. That would be really ridiculous if, like, you're gathering around with your kids and, uh, you know, you're, you're listening to this garbage while you're opening presents. My God. Well, anyway. You know, sometimes when you uh, throw in the uh, holiday in the middle of, uh, well, not really the middle of the week, but, you know, Monday is when this show drops. The Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Some people got to work, you know? I mean, God forbid, but believe it or not, I do want to try to keep the continuity as close to um, a normal week as possible. So here we go with another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I've lifted some Patreon shows from, uh, I think, about a a year ago or so. And uh, I'll roll those in between uh, mentions for my sponsors. That way, give you something to listen to. As well, on Patreon, I have posted, in addition, for the Christmas holiday, something to listen to while I'm away, which is a show from February 19th, 2010. I go way back on that deal. And you can check that out on Patreon for free. Seven days for free, yours, when you go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Just uh, fill out the little, uh, hey, I want to try this out for seven days and you're good to go. You do have to put in a payment form, but you can cancel it before the end of the seven days and you still get the seven days. It is absolutely foolproof. Just something I do to try to get more people to try out the podcast. And if you like it, let it roll for five or 10 bucks a month. So there you go. That uh, February 19th, 2010 show is there for you. Uh, all right. Now, I just, uh, not long ago, I witnessed uh, something that I haven't seen in 30 years. Some of you know where I'm going with this. The Detroit Lions winning the division. Some of you don't know. I mean, you don't care. I understand that. But it's extremely important to me because this is the team that I've been pulling for for, well, since 1980. 43 seasons now. In those 43 seasons that I've watched, they've won the division. Well, I guess I don't know how many times, but I know that they've only won one playoff game in that time. So this is kind of big. So I was stoked. They tried to fuck it up, though. Oh, my God. Good thing they had this uh, dickhead quarterback on the Vikings who just chucks it around like an asshole, and he threw four picks, including one late. Lions win. So I did want to mention that. I am stoked about that. And uh, there you go. But um, I also want to remind you that uh, the show, when I return, It'll be a Tuesday show for the Eric Zane Show podcast and then a Wednesday show for the Eric Zane Show podcast as normal. Thursday, Friday, I'm gone. Uh, Funeral, and then I'm going up north. So there you go. Kind of a weird week, I know. Let's get right after it. It's not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Quite often I get to thinking... How as kids we got by. Like at Christmas time at our house, we couldn't even afford a fire. But we made do with what we had back then when I was young. Dad used to suck a peppermint and we'd all sit around his tongue. 
We couldn't afford no sparkly tinsel for our Christmas tree, so we'd just wheel old Grandad in and make the old cunt sneeze. <laughs> wheel him round the other side, Nana. But things changed pretty bloody quick. I've got kids now of me own, and I heard them unwrap their prezzies last night when I got home. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt! Where's me fucking boy? I've unwrapped all this other junk and there's nothing that I like. I wrote your fucking letter and I come to see you twice. You want out geriatric farts if I got me fucking bite. If I'd have wanted a pair of bloody fongs, I would have bloody asked. And this cowboy suit and ping pong set you can shove right up your ass. You stuff me bloody order up, it's enough to make you spew. But it's not just me who's snaky, me sister's dirty too. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt. Where's me fucking pram? You promised me you'd send me one and you remember who I am. Cause I'm the little girl like you made sit right on your hand. I'll give you fucking ho ho ho, you forgot me fucking pram. Next time I come to see, I'm gonna punch you in the guts. And I'll let your fucking reindeer loose and kick Rudolph in the nuts. You just wait till next year when you get back to that store and me and me little sister come stomping through the door and we'll say, yeah, you wait for it. Hey, mums and dads, just smell his breath and check his bloodshot eyes. And don't listen to him, boys and girls, because he tells fucking lies. He's just a piss tank and a pervert and he's not even very bright because the old fucking wanker forgot me fucking boy. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt. Where's me fucking bike? I've unwrapped all this other junk and there's nothing that I like. And I wrote your fucking letter and I come to see you twice. You want a geriatric fart if I got me fucking bike. Fucking job you in, you old cunt. Tell me old man on you, you're gonna punch your fucking lights out. Oh. Full of people, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Twitch. You know, I've been throwing up the first few minutes of the Patreon bonus podcast on those sources. And then, uh, you know, kind of giving you an idea of how much fun we have. By the way, uh, who was that? That uh, that was Hey Santa Claus by Kevin Bloody Wilson. Thank you to Sarah Rukruk Roosh for sending that. Horrible piece of shit along to us. But it was funny. It wasn't bad. You know? Anytime a guy who's got an Aussie accent is singing, I I, I kind of like it. Hang on, I gotta drink this coffee. Queen of the Forest just got home. That means that the celebration is getting set to get started the day after Christmas, Christmas here around the Eric Zane Show podcast household. I am now 12, 16 hours and five zero minutes of 
not eating like an asshole. There is zero chance that I will be able to maintain this. But for now, this is the way I want to live. I want to eat uh, food that is not going to make me disgusting. Last night, bedtime, carrots. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Carrots. I had a little bit of ranch with it, which I think is a terrible thing, but I don't care. I mean, I like carrots, but I wanted some ranch. I wanted to at least enjoy myself to some degree. Why can't it be that the carrots are so good that you don't need the ranch? Hang on a second. Yellow on podcasting. Well, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Should I put these in the freezer? This in the freezer. Cheesecake. No. Thaw it out. <laughs> She's done that before. She's done that before. No. I you, should keep it out. You should thaw it. Okay. I see Kevin is already. He's like, look, she did that before. I heard him. <laughs> All right. I'll keep them out. What do you mean keep them out? I won't, I won't put them out in the freezer. You I mean, won't put them in the freezer. You mean keep it out? I have two of them. Oh. All right. I'm okay, because I don't want chewy cheesecake. All right, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Dumbass. Now, uh, nighttime is usually 8, 9 o'clock is when you're supposed to demolish a giant salad bowl, size bowl of Lucky Charms or Cap'n Crunch or Crunch Berries, uh, Raisin Bran, crunch that is gourmet food nick adds there goes the diet double cheesecakes um that's that's remarkable that she called with that while i'm discussing it i am not going to um keep myself from those things but what i'm going to do is my goal is to get through these disastrous food choices is portion control I was just talking with uh, Terry and Beth, who were the lovely couple who brought all the diapers and medicines to the great food giveaway. And that's how they did it. Uh, negative deficit so that they're burning more than they take in during a day. And then they um, portion controls. It isn't necessarily, uh, you know, keeping everything from you. That's I think you have to find the, uh, the sweet spot. So I'm, I'm going to eat. I'm just not going to ridiculously gorge myself. Anything's better than what I've been doing. Okay. I have been like, oh, just <laughs> the holiday season has been just cookies and candy and banquette. Is that how you say it? Banquette. That's the only good thing the Dutch have ever made is banquette. Diana says to me, you need to start your diet after the new year. I said, no, I'm starting it right now. Go to bed, wake up today, coffee. Did the free podcast, a little hungry, go downstairs. Carrot, 
Rob writes, eat slower. It's not a penis. Thank you. Kyler writes, you're fucked. Nick says, that's my problem. I grab a chunk of cheesecake the size of a pizza slice. Carrot. On the way upstairs, clementine orange. Not sugary, but at least it's food, you know. Prepare this show. Go back downstairs. Let the dogs out. Uh, more asshole food. Protein bar. Ah, fuck. This is terrible. But all right. I, I actually like how I feel. It's all about what Laura calls the mentals. If I look disgusting, it, it bothers me. I, I get anxious. I get upset. And I just feel and look like shit. Something has to be done. I'll bet in the time that we've been doing this podcast, four years, there's probably three or four dozen times I've done this exact thing. Talking like I am. It's remarkable. All right. So that's where I am. Franco Harris is dead. And what's ridiculous is, um, I said to my wife, I go, Franco Harris is dead. And she goes, who's Franco Harris? I'm like, what? How the fuck? A child of the 70s not know who Franco Harris was. The Pittsburgh Steelers were an incredible dynasty in the 1970s. Every time you turned around, they they were either playing in the Super Bowl to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Nine-time All-Pro Hall of Famer Franco Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers, product of Penn State. Franco's Italian Army. Yeah, the story about Franco is his dad... Mr. Harris was uh, in the army or some shit. And he met Mrs. Harris in Italy, some Italian chick. So there you go. Uh, They make Franco. Franco goes on to have a great high school football career. uh, Performs beautifully at Penn State. 1972, his rookie year. The Steelers are down to their last play against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, The winner of this game goes to the Super Bowl. Terry Bradshaw flushed out of the pocket on the last play of the game. He's got nowhere to go with the ball. He throws a fucking desperation pass over the middle. To Frenchie Fuqua, who Fuqua is about to get murdered because the most feared man to ever play the game, Jack Tatum, is setting up shop in the middle of the field. Now, Tatum was stupid. All he did was headhunt players his entire career as a safety in the NFL. He sees Fuqua 
running over the middle, trying to catch his ball. Now, if he caught it, he's going nowhere. He's 35, 40 yards from the end zone. Fuqua goes running on the ball. Tatum hits Fuqua at the exact same time that the ball gets there. Now, this is the point of contention. Uh, The ball bounces like 10 yards the other direction, back towards freaking uh, Terry Bradshaw. Running up to pick up the deflected ball before it hits the ground is Franco Harris. And he pick he picks up the ball before it hits the ground and runs for a fucking touchdown. Now, there's two or three things that stand out here as that were uh, a point of contention. If Fuqua, for the Steelers, touches that ball first, um, the ball is dead based on the rules at the time. But there's no fucking way that Fuqua could have touched that ball with his hands and then it to bounce that far. It had to have hit Tatum or uh, uh, the ball hit both of them or something like that, which made it a live play. But these scumbag Raiders have said forever that, oh, no, Fuqua touched it, and fuck him. Well, the ball goes flying, and then the other point of contention was, did Franco trap the ball? And he didn't. It's been ruled by several players, even on the Raiders, that, no, he caught it in the air. If he trapped the ball on the ground, it's dead. But he didn't. He caught the ball. He ran it in for the touchdown. Fans run on the field. It's crazy. Holy shit. Raiders lose. John Madden goes. He can't believe it. Well, I was rooting around online, and um, I discovered that there is a piece of film that kind of adds a little bit more definitiveness to this. This is known as the Immaculate Reception. This is like the most famous play. If you were to ask any football historian about the list of famous plays that have ever happened, you know, uh, it, it takes a lot to get into this list. Music City Miracle for the modern era would remember that crazy ass play. And the beautiful thing about the music city miracle is that there was controversy around that too. Did that ball go backwards? And at the time it didn't look like it, but I think the guy's name was Kevin Dyson, right? Is that who that was caught that ball, but he kind of had to lean back for it. The ball was definitely going. Was it Y check Y check to Dyson and then down the sidelines, a music city miracle. Now I got to see it. Whenever you have a play that's named as something spectacular like that, uh, was it, uh, let's see, or was it, uh, who was that, that uh, fullback? Kevin, was it uh, uh, Neil? Alonzo Neil? Lorenzo Neil? Is that his name? Okay. Audio check. I was living in Knoxville when this play happened. I remember watching this on TV live. The Music City Miracle. Uh, Before I get to that, let's see. Yes, it was Frank Wycheck to Kevin Dyson. But didn't Lorenzo Neal hand the ball off to Wycheck? Lorenzo Neal, the fullback, he was running to the right because they squib kicked it, and then he he can't throw, so he hands it off to Wycheck for some reason. I think that's what happened. All right, let me let me back up here. I'm fucking everything up. I just started doing something different on the podcast. Uh, hold on. Oh, 
Okay. I'm confusing myself here is what I'm doing. Sometimes that happens. Okay. This is the Music City Miracle. Absolutely incredible moment. In what has been a magical season to this point. If they do, they need it now. Of course it's against the Bills. Oh my God, I had forgotten it was the Bills. One of the, the, the biggest hard luck teams in the history of the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, just... it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. Pitches it back to Wycheck. So he throws it. Let me see where he throws this. He jumps, and the ball is right on that uh, yard marker. I don't know. I think that was right on the fucking line. Maybe over. He's got something. He's got something. He's got it. He's got it. I think there should have been a flag there. It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! Do the t- I don't know about that one. I think there's other views of that because I remember seeing other views of that that, that made me think otherwise. So maybe I should just shut up. All right. So this is... Now, there's no sound to this because it's taken from like some high atop the arena. There's no play-by-play in this. So, all right. This is the play. Bradshaw back. Flushed out of the pocket. And then he lets it go. Here's Fuqua right here. Here's Tatum. He's about to destroy Fuqua. Okay. There you go. Now... The Raiders are stupid because they've said, oh, yeah, Fuqua touched it. There's no way. If you look at um, Tatum rushing in to hit him, uh, Tatum hitting the guy is what makes that ball go flying. So clearly, it's either Tatum hit it or Tatum and Fuqua hit it. If Tatum and Fuqua hit it, that ball is live. If it's just Tatum, I mean, if it's just Fuqua, then no, it's not. But there's no fucking way. Look at Now, if he catches the fucking thing, he's not going anywhere. Tatum's an idiot. He should have just gone for the ball and knocked it down. But his whole career was just blindsiding people and hitting the shit out of them. So it's his fault that this even happened in the first place. Okay. So he hits it. Now here's Franco. He's at the 50-yard line. He comes running up and catches the fucking ball. Okay, now he catches it. Now watch this asshole right here. This dick starts to celebrate even though Franco just caught the ball. He's like, yeah, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then Franco has already got ahead of steam before this motherfucker even starts running. So then off he goes. Final play of the game. Touchdown. Here's a better view of it, uh, kind of like zoomed in. Bradshaw. Boy, man, he was great. Flushed out. And then throws it. By the way, that was a late hit That if uh, by today's standards. Watch the, the hit on Bradshaw after he lets it go. 
That's 15 yards right there. And then that's targeting. Oh, my God. Fantastic. And then everybody's losing their shit. This guy's not even trying to catch him. He's like, fuck that. Fuck this shit. Uh, this is even better because they really, really focus in on Fuqua. See, over here's Fuqua. Everybody's, oh, yeah, fuck Frenchie. He's not going to get the ball. Now they're going to zoom in on Frenchie. Here you go. Look at this shit. There's Tatum. There's the ball. He decides to hit Fuqua. Should have just knocked down the ball. Steelers go to the Super Bowl to start the dynasty. That was in Franco's rookie year. Man, I was, um, even I, I didn't even follow the Lions in the 1970s. It wasn't until 1980 that I saw my first Detroit Lions football game. It was the year that they Billy Sims was a rookie. Uh, the team traveled to Los Angeles after uh, the previous year. They were two wins and 14 losses. And the Lions beat the shit out of the Rams. That's when I became a Lions fan. But prior to that, I didn't. I barely watched football. But I knew about the Steelers. I knew everything there was to know about the Steelers. The Steel Curtain, Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Mel Blunt, uh, Rocky Blyer. Rocky Blyer was in the backfield with Franco Harris. And Blyer, he got uh, Charlie, a bunch of fucking North Vietnamese motherfuckers, shot Rocky Blyer in the legs and ass. He got shot in Vietnam. All right. War is over for you. They operate on him. He can't even fucking walk. And he comes back to play football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was fucking blocking on the field for Rocky, uh, for Franco Harris. Blyer. And there was a fucking TV made for TV movie called Fighting Back. The Rocky Blyer story. Uh, Lynn Swan. John Stallworth. Jack Ham, Terry Bradshaw. Frenchie Fuqua whose name sounded reasonably, it was F-U-Q-U-A. Fuck you, Frenchie Fuqua. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, Franco's dead. The story was he uh, he pulled the old Novak, uh, 72 years old, 71 years old, uh, said to his wife, I'm not feeling so good. I feel tired. Breathing was labored. She goes, oh, well, sit down and uh, take, take, a, take a break, Franco. I'll go get you an iced tea. She comes back and he's gone. Fuck. Absolute legend. May he rest in peace. They um, honored Franco at the uh, Steelers game this past weekend. And the NFL Network looks like a bunch of dickheads. See if I can find this story. Uh <laughs> Yeah, oh boy. Fans were not happy with NFL Network on Sunday night when they cut away from the Franco Harris tribute that the Steelers put together at halftime during their game against the Raiders. Uh, 72-year-old Harris just died. It was just a couple of days before the famed... Wow, I didn't realize the immaculate reception was... Um, it's about to be the 50th anniversary of that. But I guess it makes sense. 72. 
which the Steelers were going to honor during the Christmas Eve matchup while retiring his number 32. So it was all set to retire his number. Now they have to do his funeral or kind of like his memorial. Um, unfortunately, a tribute to the late Harris was made to honor his 12-year legacy in Pittsburgh. And so they're uh, talking about it on the multiple networks, including the NFL Network, which uh, broadcasts the Steelers and Raiders. And uh, so everybody's getting set. They're gathering around their TV, all the Pittsburgh fans and NFL fans and Hall of Fame people getting set to watch this touching tribute to Franco Harris on the NFL Network. And this is how they did it. It started. It was Franco's wife, his son. They're getting ready to have the big announcement and talk about it. Please turn your attention to the video board as we celebrate Franco Harris. And then they went to an Intel commercial. So literally the PA guy said, all right, we're getting ready to celebrate Franco Harris. There's not a dry eye in the house. The Steelers faithful are, are, are like, oh, God, I can't believe Franco's gone. Jesus Christ, this is so so touching. I'm so glad that the league is doing this and we can watch this since we can't be there. Oh, no! How the hell did the NFL Network spend the entire week teasing this Franco Harris ceremony, teasing it during the pregame, teasing it during the game to cut away? What the fuck? Here's a pic of uh, Frenchie Fuqua and Franco waving the terrible towels. Oh, my God. People are so pissed off about this. Harris had two separate interviews just hours before he died and spoke about the immaculate reception and how excited he was for the big ceremony. Art Rooney broke the news to me. I was just totally taken by surprise, Harris said to Hayward on his podcast about being told of his number retirement. I said, what an honor to have my jersey retired and then all the connections to it. They were going to retire it on December 24th and also a Raider game were going to retire it. I mean, it's an incredible honor. The third jersey in 90 years of Steelers football and the first offensive player. In that 72 season, Harris was the rookie of the year. He rushed for 1,055 yards and 10 touchdowns. Absolutely incredible. Gone too soon. May he rest in peace. Boo to the NFL Network for fucking that shit up. My God. What a bunch of idiots. Holy shit. Kenny says fucking advertisements ruin everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike Webster, the center had a brother who was at the Ionia Reformatory Prison in the 1980s. Wasn't, didn't Mike Webster, wasn't he one of those guys who um, uh, lost his life because a CTE killed himself or something like that? Oh boy, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember him, Mike, Mike Webster. And Linda, I know she's a big Steelers fan. Um. 
Concerning the Music City Miracle, they reviewed the hell out of it. It was not a forward pass, but every Bills fan will say otherwise. LOL. Kyler is still hanging on to the is he okay joke, and he never gets it right. It never, ever is it, does it. If that joke, as old as it is, ever had punch anymore, because, you know, it's an old joke, it would never, it's never done right when Kyler does it. He just does it now. I He has to know that he's just beat. Okay. If it weren't for boring Dean beating a dead horse on everything, which we're still not over. Okay. Kyler would have that, that title. You've never done it right. You'll always do it wrong. And I don't know what's worse about you. Swearing in public the way you do. Or fucking that joke up every single time. My God. When are you going to get it right? I just want to know if what happened to you at Van Andel Arena when you were embarrassed by people telling you to stop swearing, if you're going to change your ways. If you're going to actually stop swearing the way you do in public. I was just reminded of something by Blue State Rob. Where is it? He titled it Good God. Hmm. I don't know if I can see it. I might be able to see it. Okay, I can see it. I think. Maybe not. Give me a second. I You really need to see this. And it's going to take me a, a second to get this all together. Blue State Rob monitors the activity of some of our beloved Zaniacs. And he sends it along to me. Now... Not much because I've actually requested, hey, I don't um, I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see any of the shit going on there. So I, I don't see any of the insults. But he uh, monitors our beloved Kate's Facebook. Okay? Um, and what he does is um, he'll hit record on his phone and then scroll up. On Kate's Facebook feed. So he sent me this. And I was like. I don't know what it is. And uh, it's an email that says. Good God. Subject line. And it says. Same goddamn spot. Still. And. um, I don't know why this is. Annoying as fuck. But it's annoying as fuck. Uh, Kate still likes to work out at the Planet Fitness. All right, cool. She still takes the picture and then posts it. And Rob puts same goddamn place every goddamn day. So this is what 
This is what her Facebook feed is. Every day she shows up there and takes a fucking picture of the Planet Fitness and then posts it with shit like, no excuses, get it done. And, I mean, frankly, I'm a little jealous. Look at, she changed up that one. There she is. And uh, I'm a little jealous because that's a lot of time she's putting in there, but... (laughs) Do we really, I mean, uh, how can we be sure she, maybe it's just the same picture she's posting over and over again to her Facebook. I don't know, but, uh, Rob took the time to send this along to me of, of, uh, the hard work that is taking place there. And I, I think we should commend her, you know, uh, she is spending a lot of time working out. If she spent as much time working out as she did taking pictures of the front of the building and pictures of herself in a truly narcissistic style, uh, perhaps she wouldn't have a body type that makes it look like she has a watermelon sideways in her pelvis. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that's a lot of time. And you could have been on a treadmill, but instead you're posting stupid pictures of the facade of a building. So, I don't know. Linda says her goal is to make others feel bad. That's all. Aram says good for her. No, it's good that she's going there if she's doing the workouts. We don't know that. She might just be posting pictures. We have no proof that she's actually doing the workouts. So I don't know if we can say good for her around. Linda says if we don't have a, uh, a mole, she'll never find out. Yeah, who cares if she finds out or not? I don't give a shit. Fuck that bitch. Uh, Nate says, don't we see, didn't we see the treadmill results? Oh, yeah, it was destructive. It's horrible. All right. Anyway, where was I? I hope, I hope she's working out. Because she needs to. It's very important to have those types of workouts. We shouldn't be sitting there assuming that she's not. Okay. I want to share a video of... um, the lady, 77-year-old lady, and I'm sorry, 82-year-old lady with the $77 um, uh, bill to pay for garbage removal. Where was this? Um, Alabama. Sweet old lady in Alabama. And she, uh, her daughter was supposed to pay the bill who handled the bills. And for whatever reason, it fell through the cracks. Now, this happened actually earlier this month. The cops showed up and they said, all right, uh, you're under arrest. We're taking you downtown, Martha Lewis Menafield. And they arrested her. Um, This is the video of that moment, according to the cop's body camera. Okay, so 82-year-old lady at the door. I don't give a shit. $77. God, if I hadn't seen this video, I might have sided with the cops. But now I feel bad. 
<laughs> you Martha Minifield? I am. Miss Minifield, we have a warrant for you. What? Not paying your trash bill. What? So you gonna handcuff me and take me to jail? Yes, no. Put you in these right quick. Okay? Go be in the front. Oh my God. You're gonna handcuff me and take me to jail. And he goes, yes, ma'am, I have to. No, you just don't do it. Just fucking do something else. Anything but that. What happens if you don't? Not paying your trash bill. What? So you're going to handcuff me and take me to jail? Yes, ma'am. I got you. Put you in these right quick. Okay? Go be in the front. Look at that hole in the wall here. What the fuck is going on at this house? I'm waiting for Rob to say a racist comment. I got you. I got you, okay? You ought to be yourself. That was 82-year-old Alabama woman Martha Menefield, who was handcuffed and arrested for not paying a $77 trash bill. I'm not joking. So you're going to handcuff me and take me to jail? Yes, ma'am. He's like, no, I'm going to shoot you. Bam! I got you. What did I mean? <laughs> I'm so serious. He's a warrant. He's laughing at her. Oh, no! Uh, Fair to face solid waste. Here's all, all your information. That's how I knew where your address was where to come. You should have got a phone call from the code enforcement about a month ago saying, hey, you need to come pay your trash bill. The reason I'm not saying this thing because my daughter takes care of that for me. And you she, know, I, I, I'm just saying. Okay, well, she had not been doing it. And you got to go with me today. Holy shit. Anything you need to grab right quick, you can. And, um, I can't believe it. We'll be oh. going on down the way. So what would I have to pay? It'll be $285 to get out at the PD. If not, I have to take it to the county jail. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to put you in these right quick. Okay? They're going to be in the front. Oh, wee. I, I got you. I got you, okay? Oh, wee. Baby, you're arresting. Hey, this I am so, I am. He needs to say, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't say, yeah, but you got to understand, I'm white and you're not. I'm so sorry, but the law is the law, Miss Man. I wouldn't be surprised if he said that. The law is the law. You're ready to go, okay? Okay. What's the key? They arrested me for not paying my trash bill. And you know, friends always pay my trash bill. Here's your mom. Get somebody to come get me now. Okay. Oh my God. What the fuck? This is absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe that. What the hell is going on in Alabama? Are you serious? By the way, if you're watching on Twitter and Facebook, 
Check out the rest of the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Goodbye to you. What the fuck is going on here? I mean, can you imagine if you're the cop and they say, yeah, this is what you have to do today. You got to go and arrest the 82-year-old lady. I would fucking quit. I'd say, I can't do it. No, I'm just not doing it. Oh, shit. Um, let's see. How did this work out? Uh, I'm uh, The cops said that repeated attempts had been made to contact her about the overdue bill. But when she failed to appear for a court appearance, the warrant was issues issued. She said her daughter was the one who handled the bills and she had not been made aware. Oh, God. Well, I guess to the letter of the law, but I'm telling you, man, if that if I'm the cop and you want me to go up to what is the equivalent of fucking Fred Sanford's house and bang on the door and get the 82 year. Oh, shit. I'd be so concerned about her having a heart attack when she opens the door and I explained it to her. I said, you know what? I'm going to forget that this happened, ma'am. I am now going to uh, quit the police force because I don't want to do this. So um, I was coming here to, re- to arrest you, ma'am. And so you need to do this because uh, the next guy in line who's supposed to do it, he doesn't like black people and he's going to kick your ass. So I, I really, really want you to do the right thing and pay this bill so that we don't have to have this happen. Okay. You're too sweet. For this to happen my god what the fuck all right moving on a woman in missouri hang on a second here Check, check. Okay, it's good now. Demisha Coleman was carjacked in Missouri. You've been hearing about uh, Hyundai and, uh, do I say Hyundai? Yeah, Hyundai and Kias. Nowadays, all you need is like um, to knock on the window and then the vehicle starts up and you can steal it. There was some uh, hack online that you can do, and then you can steal the car. So everybody's stealing these things. Anybody who wants to steal a car, they do it. Well, this chick, she got her car stolen, and she was so pissed off, she said, fuck this shit. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And I'm not sure if she recognized it the next day at a gas station or what, but she realizes that she's looking at her car at a gas station. Okay, so you have options here. You know, um, and I think the best option would be the smart thing to do, and that is what she did, was she walked up to the car and killed everybody in the car who had stolen her car. (laughs) No, she didn't call the police. She said, that's my motherfucking car. 
and then opened up, walked over, banged on the glass, opened up the door, and and shot everyone dead. Holy shit. I am Team Demisha on this one. Well, not exactly. I don't know if I can get behind murder. But in a lot of ways, this is, you know, vindication. Now she's got the rest of her life to think about it. She was charged the other day with two counts of murder, one of assault, and three counts of armed criminal action after shooting and killing Darius Jackson, 19, and Joseph Farrar, 49. Farrar was found next to the gas pump with a gunshot to the torso. Jackson on the ground next to the car also shot in the torso. A third guy got shot in the head. He lives somehow. No one knows if these are the three that even stole the car. But this dumb bitch said, fuck that. Somebody's going to pay. She approached the car at the the speedy gas station uh, with a guy who also had a weapon. Police said after examining surveillance footage, Coleman opened the door and just started shooting inside of the car. Coleman told told detectives during a recorded interview that she went to the gas station to recover her stolen vehicle. She had no prior criminal history. And uh, let's see. And then the article goes on to talk about how easy these cars are to steal right now. uh, Because Kia and Hyundai vehicles, Hyundai vehicles have spiked this year after a TikTok drone showed users how to use a USB cable to hotwire the vehicles. The number of thefts. Remember that? I talked about it and Hyundai said and Kia were like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It, it's fine. The number of thefts that police and parents have attributed to this trend prompted a class action lawsuit against the car makers because they had an opportunity to recall those vehicles. They did not. And thus, all these vehicles keep getting stolen. I would argue that if you're the chick who just shot up the place and killed these guys, she could blame them. I mean, Stands to reason in this day and age, no one's responsible for their actions. So it wouldn't surprise me if part of her defense blames Kia uh, for not offering a recall on those vehicles. But holy shit. Uh, My God. All right. If you go to prison or go to jail and you look like this. It's no surprise that something bad is about to happen to you. This is Eric Nelson. On his face, he's got all sorts of tattoos and shit. A number seven with a crown. Is that like a liquor? Uh, G, he has G-A-S. G period, A period, S period. And then up at the top, they've, they've blocked it out. But on his forehead, right by his hairline here. It says, fuck cops. That's unfortunate. You know, this actually, he looks like a decent looking human being. Like he's, he, there's a little bit of life left in him. If, if you take away all the fucking tattoos, you see what I mean about people with tattoos up and down their necks? I'm sorry. But if you have a tattoo on your neck, you really have the deck stacked against you. You, I, I think that, um, I think that you've got some real, uh, uh that the rest of the world is going to judge you. If you have a tattoo on your neck, I'm just, you know, calling it like I see it. I know I do. If I see somebody with a tattoo on their neck, 
and for sure, God for uh, God forbid, on their face. I don't want anything to do with people with tattoos that go up their neck. And if you are a person who has a tattoo like this going up your neck, you're gonna have to prove me, prove yourself that you you aren't a fucking psychopath. Uh, this guy was at a Florida jail, and every he was doing everything wrong on the morning of December 23rd. Uh, Eric Nelson, 46 years old, uh, was arrested by the Lakeland, Florida Police Department, found with a baggie of methamphetamine and syringes. Nelson told the cops, I use needles to shoot meth. So he, wow, okay, he is fucking uh, really, really addicted. He was arrested and charged with possession of methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia. Okay, so you're thinking this is a rock bottom moment. It's a perfect opportunity for you to kick the drugs, uh, 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 correct your life. You got plenty of life left in you. You're in reasonably good health, minus the shooting methamphetamine into your body. We can turn this around, Eric. However, uh, it's not to be. He he's dead. Uh, Nelson was transported to the sheriff's processing center. He became agitated and began cursing at the jail and nursing staff. He told staff that he hadn't slept in five days. So he's circling the drain at this point. Medical staff noted that he appeared to be under the influence of illegal narcotics. He was placed into a private holding cell. Staff said he grew enraged and began to kick the cell door and threatened to harm the deputies and other inmates. His violent behavior caused him to be placed on suicide watch. He was placed in a medical dorm until he was transferred to a South County jail in Frostproof, Florida. The uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office said Nelson arrived at the jail around 11.50 a.m., was escorted to the medical dorm changing room where he was instructed by a detention de- deputy to remove his clothing and put on a smock. He said, hell no, I'm not doing that. Then quickly took off his shirt, threw it on the floor, and then lunged at the deputy and began punching the deputy in the face. Okay, so now all you got a picture is Shawshank. They're going to get you with numbers, you know. Three deputies were in the room with Nelson. They said that even after Nelson was placed on the ground, he continued to fight, punch, kick, and bite, and was doing quite well in the fight against three other guys. All right. One deputy managed to get the handcuff on one of his wrists, but he swung his arm with the loose handcuff trying to hit. Now he's got a weapon. They noted Nelson exhibited strength greater than a normal person. He's got meth strength. Okay. So at this point, they're like, we got to kill him. Sheriff's office said more deputies entered the room to apprehend Nelson. So now that's like five on one. After multiple attempts, they managed to subdue Nelson in handcuffs and shackles. He continued to struggle, but he was carried by four deputies to his cell. Once at his private cell, deputies said Nelson wasn't breathing and his face was changing color. Now, we all know what happened, okay? Uh, Those deputies, uh, they probably beat the shit uh, out of them uh, when they realized they weren't on camera. Every one of these facilities has a dead spot, and that's where you kill the bad guys. So they no doubt beat the fuck out of them. Uh, They immediately tried to revive him with an AED, began CPR, dead on arrival. 
Now, this guy was just asking for it. Uh, extensive criminal record, 16 total criminal charges, including 12 felonies and four misdemeanors, five felony convictions. What the fuck? His prior criminal charges, rape, battery on a cop, resisting arrest with violence, failure of sex offender to report name or residence change, use of false info to obtain an ID. These cops who killed him need to be given the key to the city. He's also was arrested for been charged with fugitive from justice, grand theft, grand theft, uh, dealing in stolen property, possession of heroin with intent to sell and drug possession. And he had a tattoo that said, fuck cops. The cause of death still determined and uh, four investigations are underway. So you know how this is going to turn out. Somebody's going to end up getting paid. Some disgusting family, family member associate of Eric Nelson, fuck cops guy is probably going to get paid. Holy shit. My friends, we have covered a lot of ground here on the Patreon bonus podcast. Rob says, bet the inside of his lip, a.k.a. not his face, is tatted up. Pause in the action on Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast. We've got a number of sponsors that keep this show free. Thank you to them, and please engage them. Uh, when you, uh, feel the need, when the time is right, like if you want to book a paintball event, TC paintball is the place to be in just under one month. We have paintball war number 23. Finally back to TC. If you want to join me at that event, that's a 4 PM start time on the 21st of January. You know, don't quote me on that. It might be a 3 PM start time. I got to check with Rick three or four. Uh, anyway, pizza party to get it all started, and then we play paintball. I want to see you there at TC Paintball. Uh, 35 bucks is all it will cost you for all the paint, for the gun, the mask. Otherwise, that's 48 bucks if you just go in there off the street. But my event's 35 bucks, free pizza party. Uh, we play for a couple hours. It's awesome. Reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com, and uh, let me know that you're coming, okay? So there you go. Book an event at TC Paintball. In beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. While I'm at it, the King's Room Barbershop. That's where EZ gets his hair cut. Three locations. Northland Drive, Caledonia, and uh, 821 36th Street Southwest in Wyoming, Michigan, next to the costume room. So, uh, obviously, Michigan-centric sponsors, West Michigan-centric sponsors to start off this show. Not everybody takes advantage of that. I, I realize that. But still. Enough of you do, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Please keep it going. When you go to King's Room, uh, of course, um, Colleen and Andy are the owners. Mention to them if they are cutting your hair that you heard it on the Easy Show. Otherwise, mention it to any one of the other multi-talented stylists that are there. Dudes get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop and ladies who like short hair. There you go, at King's Room Barbershop. Full details at kingsroom.net. When it comes to insurance, there's only one person to remember. The licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, Frank Fuss, who does everything with insurance. Okay? Whether it comes, uh, it happens to be like uh, you're, you or someone you know or love is getting ready to take advantage of Medicare because they're the right age. You know, they're hanging it up. Or perhaps they have to get their ducks in a row with their social security set up. Frank's an expert on those things. Keep him in mind. 
Head to buyinsurancehere.com to find out more about how you can take advantage of all that Frank Fuss can offer you. Uh, You never pay Frank. He is paid by insurance companies. And no matter where you are in the listening audience, you can take advantage of Frank's services. Thank you so much, Frank. And thank you to you uh, for engaging these fantastic sponsors. Okay. Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this on Christmas, let's continue on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Accenture Podcast Patreon bonus since we have been uh, apart. I hope uh, hope things are going well for you. My goodness. Patreon bonus is with us now. Okay. Now, when we last left on the Patreon bonus, I gave up. I said, Bruce, I can't hack it. So if it happens again where he starts licking the paws, I'm just going to, Diana, I need assistance. I will call her and say, you need to get this dog out of here before my head explodes. I can't take it. So I have a contingency plan now. We are good. Don't sweat it. We'll be able to figure it out. All is well. Going to be okay. Not the end of the world. I'm, I'm giving myself a pep talk what this is. Trying to keep myself focused. All right. Uh, but when I was uh, finishing up that show, it was a story about the guy who, um, he's like, you know, I, uh, I kind of hate my mom. And he decided that he wasn't going to go to her funeral. What would you do if you had a loved one and it's like, yeah, uh, I well, not a loved one. Should be a loved one. I actually hate this person. There's nothing wrong with avoiding the funeral. But if you really, really want to amp it up, forget not going to the funeral. Go to the funeral, but be an asshole. Uh, I don't know, maybe get drunk. Uh, do the shit that you should do that's going to, you know... To kind of, I am a, uh, I'm a vindictive little monkey is what I'm, what I'm getting at. It sounds like there are a few people in my life right now that, um, I just, I, oh boy, Arya Stark, before I go to bed, before I lay my head down are on the list. And a few of them right now are family members. You, you may not know this, but I'm actually in family member turmoil right now. There is a war going on that I have not yet spoken of. And uh, frankly, I'm not even comfortable speaking about it. But I'm not going to lie to you. If these people died right now, I would not shed a tear. Not a fucking one. I am a big proponent of the comment or the statement, family is overrated. There are people in this world that say family. Oh, you got to do it for family. It's like, oh, hold on a minute. Family is way overrated. There are several members of your family that you know of that, and I have my own members in my own family that you know you're like, but what the fuck is their deal? But you can't you can't escape them because they're family. But it should be okay just to jack these people right in the fucking face. Holy shit. 
Kevin agrees with me. Some family is overrated. And those are the ones that you're like, what the fuck is your deal? What? The ones that take so much liberty with the relationship. They're like, oh, well, I know you have to uh, be committed to uh, being my brother or my son or my uncle or my aunt because your family. Now, bullshit. Fuck you. I have uh, 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 several members of my family right now that I am flat out warring with. And I have no desire, no desire for it ever to be repaired. I just don't give a shit. I, I I am done being caught up in family drama. This has happened to me once in the past. And uh, I finally just gave up. And then eventually it kind of resolved itself. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I remember being all worked up about it. and But I'm like, I don't even give a shit anymore. You know? Uh, I uh, There's an old saying, don't be afraid to cut people out of your life. If, they, if you feel like you've been treated like shit, yeah, fuck them. Okay? There are other people who need love. And I am just the one to give it. You all know that I am just full of love. Never, ever could you ever get the idea that I was anything but full of love. This is true. Well, anyway, this dude um, cheered for refusing to attend estranged mom's funeral. She was evil. My mom died two days ago. My siblings were all with her when she died. I was not. She was a bully to me and hated my guts as long as I can remember. Well, that is just fucking terrible. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, why aren't you coming to the funeral? It's like, how the fuck, if, if this is all true, and let's just assume it was. It's like, you're guilty by proxy. Um, that is just fucking crazy. Uh, his siblings heartbroken had asked him to be part of the funeral arrangements, but he refused. You see, I would take it a step further. I would say, Oh yeah, I can't wait. And then, you know, right when they're getting ready to, uh, 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 close the casket, I don't know, throw a hand grenade in there, do anything, anything just to be steal the rings off her fingers. In some way you've got to get payback on that crazy bitch. Uh, uh dig her up. Uh, when she's in the uh, in the ground at the cemetery and just, you know, throw her body off the overpass or some shit. You got I mean, I told them no way, no how. I said she was a great mother to them, and that's fine. But she was evil to me. She was evil and made my childhood hell and was not some grieving son. And I was not some grieving son and was not spending a single second giving her a nice send-off or spending a single cent on it either. Yes. Yes. But I need to know... Uh, what she did because um if it's just perceived slights i would need to i mean if you're gonna have this strong of a um of a reaction you should list what exactly the crimes were so that we can all sit back and judge you i mean if you're gonna throw it out there you have to list the problems okay you can't just say she was mean to me all right in fact, uh, I can absolutely understand when parents are mean to their kids and bully them because, frankly, they deserve that. Uh, as we've said on this show many times, all kids are assholes, every single one of them. Okay? Uh, they're rude. They're bigoted. 
Um, they're evil themselves. So I, you know, you can say you might have mommy issues and she may have done things that pissed you off. But until I get some evidence, you're just a butt hurt kid. But if it's true, I mean, if she really did evil things to you, like stuck a plunger up your ass or something like that. Uh, all right. I can, I can definitely see that. But if she made you clean your room when you wanted to go get some stink finger from your girlfriend, well, I mean, I don't know if I can get behind that. His uh, siblings did not understand and were hurt. This was on the uh, am I the asshole thing, okay? You know, people go on there and they and it's making the rounds. And nowadays, uh, the news cycle consists basically of people reading Reddit and then actually posting it to like Newsweek. This showed up on Newsweek. They took something that could be a fake story. Somebody just made something up on Reddit, it could be, and they ran with it like a news story. So who knows? It could be a work of fiction. But I'm sure it does happen. Um, Siblings didn't understand. The fighting just keeps on going, and it actually delayed the funeral planning, he said. They get mad at and tell me I am treating them badly. Am I the asshole? Um, okay, now if she actually did evil things to you, no, you're not the asshole. But if you're just a pussy and your butt hurt, um, you got to suck it up because you got to think about them. You got to think about the siblings here who you do have a good relationship with. You should go down that road. I mean, put yourself in their shoes. But in over 1,000 comments, Redditors rushed to side with the man and told him that he was right to refuse involvement with this estranged mother's funeral. I don't know how they could. We don't know the facts. We don't know what mom did. All this guy did was said she was mean to him. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, she did give birth to you. That is your mother. Now, if it's like a cousin or something like that, ah, fuck him. It's your mom. If it wasn't for your mom giving birth to you, didn't Mr. T say that? Hey, hey, don't make fun of anyone's mother. She, she ain't here. Well, okay, so it's okay to say shitty things to her face? Mother, there is no other like mother. So treat her right. Treat her right. Uh, treat her right. M is for the moan, mama, 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 my been bone. Mother, there is no mother like other and your mother. So treat her right. Treat her right. Audio check, video check. Mr. T, treat your mother right. Twelve, you couldn't be more than five. You're so fat they have to jack you up to take off your shoes yeah well you're so skinny your eyes are in single file well you're so ugly your ears stick out to get away from your face i wish a kid would say yeah well you're a fucking ogre well your mama is so you see she needs to throw in some racial slurs there to really amp this up but uh t steps in because uh she goes the route of the yo mama jokes Ugly, your ears stick out to get away from your face. Well, your mama is Hold so... Hold wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't bring anyone mother into this. She ain't here. 
Okay. So T is saying it's okay to bring mother into this if she's standing with us. Then you can call the mom a fat bitch. If it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. So remember, when you put down one mother, you put down mothers all over the world. And now they realize the damage they've done. And they're pals, and they're going to go have interracial kid sex. Boy, that kid better watch it, the young, the little one, because that chick, she could probably kick his ass. You know how chicks hit puberty at like age three? Isn't that right? They, they, they grow quicker than the boys do. So then, Mr. T, he's got a microphone in his back pocket. Look. And these backup singers, they look like the nine to five singers. They're all dressed like uh, working moms. Here comes T. Take it, T. Mother, there is no other like mother. So treat her right. Mother, I always love her. So treat her right, treat her right. He seems like a simpleton. M is for the moan and the miserable groan. From M is for the moan and that miserable groan. For the pain that she felt when I was bone. I was bone. Always for the oven with this burning heat. Where she stood making sure I something to eat that was a perfect opportunity to work in beat my meat when she sat on my face Oh, it gets a little sexy there. That's Lisa Kronz right here. Look at it. The lady's got a Kronz haircut. Treat her right. Treat your mama right. Okay. Fantastic. It had been way too long since we've uh, busted out Mr. T. Treat your mother right. Brian Callahan in attendance. The sheer charisma is astonishing right, right here. All right. I got my eye on you, Daisy. Don't start trouble. You ever notice, ladies and gentlemen, how she just kind of stares at me when I'm talking to her? Hey, Daisy. Oh, she's trying not to look at me now. That dog's got so much personality, it's incredible. Where would I be without her? Okay, anyway, uh, this guy hates his mom, and then the brothers and sisters are mad at him because he hates mom. And uh, I, yeah, I cannot, I cannot side with son in this. 
Because as you know, T said you got to treat your mama right. And even if she was a bully to you, uh, I'm going to need some evidence to prove that. She's going to have to like sexually have, uh, she's gonna, going to have to have sexually molested you or something really, really bad for me to believe what you're saying. She can't just be, you know, rude to you. Okay, moving on. Uh, Monday Night Football, I think it was Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Monday because I forget who's what now. Because Aikman and Buck moved, I think, to Monday Night Football. You had the Los Angeles Chargers taking on Indy in the last game. And Indianapolis is the absolute worst. They um they they brought in Jeff Saturday to coach them. And he's like a former football player. He's all a famer, but he's never coached anything more than like high school football. So uh, as soon as they brought him in, they went ahead and won their first game, and then they haven't won since. I don't know how they won the one game with the guy. Anyway, uh, Chargers beat the hell out of uh, Indianapolis. After the game, this moment took place, audio check, video check, where Aikman and Buck are talking to Scott Van Pelt from ESPN. Now, I don't know what to make of this yet. Um, A lot of people online are like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. Can you believe these guys? These guys hate each other. This is terrible. Uh, A little more background. Van Pelt uh, started off the interview after the game by asking Buck a question. Then he asked Aikman three more asked Aikman the other guy three questions and did not address Buck anymore and I guess Buck uh, responded now let's just play it and then we'll discuss it a little more as to what happened hold on I always am scared to death that I'm doing this wrong audio check video check boom here we go that's it I get one question that's all yeah, you know, I just I, I decided tonight, Joe, that I wanted to talk to, to Troy more than you. I know, but I have to awkwardly stand here while he answers right, questions. You want, to, you want me to block yeah. him out here? Ask me another yeah. one. Come on. Yeah, but we'll it was warmer tonight. <laughs> it was warmer tonight, wasn't it? Huh? Warmer? It sure was. Yep. Inside. In, inside. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That there was you my go. second question. Yes. Did you have a good Christmas, Joe? It was warmer Joe? inside. Was it a nice Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Yeah, little boys had a nice Christmas. I appreciate it. One got a drum set, one got a guitar. That's why I'm happy I'm in Indianapolis tonight. Uh, yeah, but you you got that you got that private jet money, buddy. You'll get home by by you'll be home by eleven. Eleven local. Yeah, but don't don't tell Michelle that. I'm gonna milk this for another <laughs> yeah, couple right, of days. Right. Exactly right. This yeah. is really getting awkward and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna segue out of it. Boys, happy new year. It's your show. It's your show. Yeah, it's thought it you is. wanted ratings. I thought you wanted ratings. That's it. I get- okay. Now, I, everybody's looking at this under the lens of saying, oh, my God, that was so awkward. Can you believe these guys? They hate each other. And I can't, I don't know if I can commit to that. It just seemed like, uh, it seemed to me like they've, like these are people who, this is, you know, how I kind of like, um, uh, whenever I get on with Bill Simonson, huge, I like bust his balls and shit. 
that that's what this was i thought but i i don't know i don't you know uh speaking of billy it's been a while since i've had his his ass on here uh i gotta so i i've been trying to get on his show for the last couple of days i don't know if i'm gonna get him here he always lets it go to voicemail hey hang on a second uh, I just want to let you know that uh, uh, you're on the podcast right now. It's an honor. Oh, hey, Bill. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> so, Bill, I've been trying to get on your show the last couple of days. I understand I have to text uh, dance to 2100 to win a great prize, right? No, you got to text champs to 21,000. Champs, C-H-A-M-P-S. Little did I figure that you'd have trouble uh, spelling champs. Are you in a library or a doctor's office right now? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm eating breakfast at the omelet shop in Michigan right now. Oh, so you want to keep your voice down? No, I just don't want to. I don't want to bother people yeah. who are like sitting around me and uh, hanging out. But yeah. I don't mind being on your podcast. No, no, What's going on? no, no. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that 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 was it. And I I, I heard you yesterday. You did a uh, a uh, a four hour Ferris State commercial. Uh, I was at Van Andel Arena, which, by the way, had a monster crowd. So, uh, in Ferris, uh, Michigan State, Michigan Tech, which I have an affiliate, they're putting on the tournament. Yeah. A huge show is heard in right. Hancock. Yeah. So, uh, 961, you hear in uh, Kalamazoo with Western, who won. Right, Mr. right. Rubel was on talking about his son Cam, who plays for Western. So, it just wasn't a, a Ferris broadcast. They, uh, the Alumni Association of Ferris mm-hmm. he's had it, but Rich McKeegan uh, called it uh, one of the great days in sports they've seen okay. at Ben Handel. So, how much and, money? And the PA guy, the PA guy, Mitch Lake, was fantastic. He said you really didn't help him out at all. Well, it's about time they got somebody of quality in there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, did Eric help you? He said, yeah, he tried to explain it, but I couldn't understand. No, okay, so. okay. Now, uh, rumor is Ferris State paid you $100,000 for that. Uh, I can't deny, unless you have the video of the okay. uh, bag exchange, I can't really confirm or deny that. Uh, Bill? You know, I, will say, I will say Ferris, though. I'll be all, in all honesty, from going down there when they won the D2 National Championship, that universities who want to market their athletic programs, I think it's a smart move. It really is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, Look, you're talking about it right now. Yeah, I'm talking about it because you were top of mind. I just I was thinking because there was a clip going around of Scott Van Pelt talking with Aikman and Buck. From- oh, Jesus. I, I tell you what, you know, Van Pelt is one of these guys that he can't stand Joe Buck, that they brought him over. He's jealous that he's buried at midnight doing <laughs> a stupid show. And and Buck's making probably three times what he's making. Did you think that and, was real heat? Oh yeah, I you know here's what I'll say. I don't like Joe Buck calling football. I think Joe Buck is great at baseball, but yeah. he is he's just bland. And I actually don't think Buck and Aitman are that good. I really don't. I mean they're they're you know I, I, they're network level obviously, but I I don't. I don't turn on the TV like I used to for like Howard Cosell or Gruden yeah. or somebody mm-hmm. like that or Madden, right? You know, I mean, so 
I mean, but these guys are making big bucks. I mean, look at Brady. Brady's right. sitting on like twenty million a year when he's done playing to do TV. My uh, favorite play-by-play guy is Gus Johnson. Oh my God, Gus 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 Johnson is, and I think Joel Clad does a good job with him from Fox. But Gus is really yeah. great on basketball. He is unbelievable on basketball. Just phenomenal. Um, I, uh, I'm not panicking with, uh, with the lions after that loss. I still think they've got, uh, plenty, uh, plenty of good things coming their way. Do you think they can, uh, get into the playoffs bill? Um, you know, it, it last losing last Saturday it really hurt because if they would have won, they could have beat the bears on Sunday and, they'd be in. and, and there was a good shot. They didn't have to go to green Bay and right, win to right. get to the playoffs. So, you know, the Lions didn't show up. Campbell's like, hey, we got to go back to the drawing board. I don't need to hear that stuff. But away from whether or not they make the playoffs, I did say at the start of the season, 9-8 and eight and played meaningful games in December. You did. You and, nailed it. You nailed it. And that's where that's where they're at. I, I just, the, the Christmas Eve game, and I was talking to some people yesterday, at, you know, in between periods at Van uh, Andel. And, you know, if you think about it, where the Lions need to learn now is when a big game is there, can they win it? And ask yourself as Lions fan, and I know you are in your family, but if you look back in the last 10 years, I'll go 10 years to early Stafford, last 10 years, how many big games have the Lions ever played in the regular season? Uh, not not I mean, many, not many. I mean, I mean, I think it's less than five. Wait, man, I think they right. beat the Packers one year to get in with Stafford to the playoffs, right? They only went to the playoffs, what, twice with him, so... You know, I that's uh, I was so disappointed. It ruined my Christmas Eve. I told the <laughs> children to get out of the room. Well, you know, I, just, I mean, uh, don't forget, uh, uh, Carolina's a, a pretty solid team. Uh, uh, I I don't think they're as good as they were. Those runs, they had those giant runs. I was like, what the hell is going on here? All of a sudden, they were. It was like Gail Sayers and Barry Sanders were in the backfield. <laughs> you know, if the Lions can tackle. Uh, Lions they didn't adjust as coaches. They, you know, golf actually played pretty well outside of the. Uh, I knew once they they blew that inside the ten and fumbled. Oh, yeah. I said they're going to lose the game. Yep. I, you know, it's Christmas Eve. You know, we're all sitting there. Everybody's pumped up. If they win that, you know, Seattle lost, Washington lost, the Giants right. lost. Yep. But instead, you know, now you need to win two. Hope Seattle loses um, one. That the Giants or the Redskins, or on the Redskins now. Here we go. Uh, yeah, you can't say that. It's the Commanders, Bill. Yeah, Commanders. Yeah, Commander and Chiefs. Yeah, uh, they don't know where they're going. Okay, uh, they need to lose one. So it's you know you, you have to you, and then and then Green Bay sitting there that the Lions might end up going. To I know. Bay, Can you believe that? Rogers and the Packers. Oh. January. I would hate that. I would hate that. Now, Bill, let me let me ask you this. I'm going to wrap up, but I know you've got big plans to. uh, I think you're going to broadcast from Alma College today. Is that is that what you're doing? No, actually, I'm back at Van Andel Arena, who I have an annual endorsement deal with, and we're back at Van Andel Arena because Michigan State, Michigan State play at three thirty. Okay, and Ferris State and Western. Uh, play tonight so i again i don't want to keep bringing up that i endorse Fernando arena devos performance <laughs> on devos place 
and that we have a annual deal that Rich McKeegan yeah. uh, called me the most vital cog in the media in Michigan. So I, again, I'm not going to throw okay. that stuff out. Well, I'm looking at Kevin on the live chat. Kevin's going to come visit you today. His name is Kevin Kuypers. He's a big Michigan fan like you. And well, first he, off, why is he coming? It's uh, Michigan State and Michigan Tech at three. Well, he loves hockey. He wants to see the hockey, and he wants to see you. And he's a fan, so he's going to okay. come and see you. All right, all right. Should, should I ask um, McKeegan about security? Yeah, you should. You should. He's uh, he he's a, he might he's a little clingy. First off, when I look at whenever I see your zodiacs coming down the hallway, I think of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, that's that's an that's an antiquated term. I don't how use. Many, how many thousands of people do you have listening to your podcast? Not many. I have a couple dozen. No, that you best. have a great podcast, and I've mentioned you all the time. I love you, you for that. I love you for that. And because Ferris is a partner with the show, and Van Andel's a partner with the show, and I have an affiliate at uh, in Houghton, Michigan Tech is the team putting on the tournament. Yeah, at right. You're going to try and dig at me. And meanwhile, you're flashing, you're flashing your advertisers on your social <laughs> network pages like you're streaking at a football game. I know, I know, I know. All right, hey, well. Just don't, hey, I'm your friend, man. I know, you know I know. I, I, if, you, if you line up your friends in the media outside of Bob Kayser, which is kind of only a friend to your face. Right. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, man. Billy, enjoy. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the. the uh, enjoy the rest of the breakfast. And I, got, uh, I mean, the almond shop. They have a good breakfast. I know they do. It's fantastic. Okay. They're great over there. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll mention you on the show at three. Then. I appreciate right, you as always. Okay, right. thank you, Billy. Thanks for the exposure. Yes, bud. indeed. Likewise. He did a four-hour Ferris State University commercial. On his show yesterday. We're days away from uh, Michigan playing in the college football playoffs, the semifinals against TCU. You got the Lions in the playoff hunt. It's two major things. And Bill's busting out uh, hockey talk at Ferris State University. Holy shit. Been too long since we had Billy on. Uh, Some of you in the Tennessee area may have heard about this lady. Look at her. Now, very serious, but that's the way you want to look when uh, that's a mug shot. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, She got arrested. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, she's carjacking vehicles. And as I understand it, um, I think she walked up to uh, people and stole their cars, but was using her five-year-old as a shield to while she she would like have a a gun out and then was holding on to the five-year-old and kind of using the kid and i'm not sure what because you've got the gun 
you can very easily uh, uh, carjack whoever you want to carjack with the gun, using the gun. Why do you feel the need to use the kid as a shield? Woman in Clarksville did just that. Cops responded late last week to a uh, like a party store where a 51 year old woman said while she was pumping gas, a, a white or gas station, a white female approached her with a gun and stole the chick's car. Short time later, officers responded to shots fired in which a man told police some white chick robbed him of his Mercedes Benz. So she drove down the road in the Nissan Juke. And then she realized just how shitty of a car that is. And she said, fuck this thing. I got to go get this guy's Mercedes. The man said the woman fired a shot and used her kid as a shield during the carjacking. Mercedes was later found by cops in Cheatham County. The trail led to a Ford pickup truck, which the woman also stole. She stole three cars. Uh, cars. She stole three cars at gunpoint. Then later crashed on the interstate. The woman, identified as 24-year-old Bethany Wilson of Goodlettsville, was later found at a day's in on Thursday night and was arrested. Police say the child was with her at the time and was found safe. Wilson is facing charges of aggravated robbery as a result of the alleged crimes. Holy shit. My God. Here she is. Kind of cute. I mean, that can't possibly be a mugshot, right? It's got to be like a driver's license photo. She's cute. Got the little nose thing going on, long eyelashes. Yeah. Doesn't look like the same person. She's a face changer. This is her with no makeup. This is her with makeup. My God. Way to go, you dumbass. Holy fuck, if we did asshole of the day on the Patreon, she'd win it. All right, pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. When I was reviewing things to play on this show, uh, there were some of these moments where I sang karaoke. And I swear to God, I think when I'm record, when I'm actually doing the karaoke, I think I like sound good. But then I, I heard it back and I go, what a pile of shit. I need to never do that again. Fuck. Anyway, thank you to Impact Power Sports, those great folks up there in Rockford, Michigan. Uh, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. Check out their selection at Impact Power Sports, found online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Not only the golf carts, which are the hot item these days, and they can do anything with a golf cart. They can trick it out, whatever you need done. Uh, If you want to get yourself a golf cart to tool around on your property, maybe you live on a golf course, whatever it may be, around the neighborhood, for God's sake, do that. Go to Impact Power Sports and tell them EZ sent you. Also, a fine selection of uh, various other toys that people love when they go on their little adventures. And Michigan is definitely an adventure state. Impact Power Sports, number one for a reason. ImpactPowerSportsMI.com. I feel a sneeze coming on. Thinking about it. Maybe. Oh, God. Oh, holy moly. Oh, it's exhausting. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. As we take our victory lap from a fantastic event, the Great Food Giveaway, number four, with tampons. 
want to say thank you to them so much. They've just been an outstanding sponsor. They all have. I appreciate you. If you ever need anything taken care of, to be taken care of on your vehicle, reach out to Irvine's at 616-532-6600. ERVines.com. That's ERVines.com. Smack dab right in the middle of Grand Rapids. Beautiful location. Uh, Four blocks east of 131. There's a street called Stafford. They are right on it. All right. You take it north. So you're on 44th. You see Stafford. Depending on what direction you're going or left or right, I always just say, go to the north. There they are. Women suck at direction sometimes. I don't know. No, my wife does. That's for sure. What's what's east? I don't know. The one where the sun rises. She has no idea. Call them at 616-532-6600. Uh, the notorious Joe Martinez is... Uh, well, he just shared the news with me that pretty much uh, you have till like February now to get the free furnace tune-up. I couldn't believe that. DTE has had so much success with this that you can get your uh, furnace tuned up all the way to February 29 now. Now, typically people just tune it up at the start of the heating season, but that doesn't mean you don't need one. Like, if you've gotten one, you're fine. If you haven't, get it done. This is free, dick. Reach out to Joe, 616-516-8579. You schedule. He shows up. He does the, however long it takes him to do that, not that long. He leaves. DTE pays him the 79 bucks that you would have paid him. That's it. It isn't like a rebate. Or any bullshit like that. He gets paid by DTE. How awesome is that? 616-516-8579. DTE only trusted one HVAC specialist in West Michigan, and that's Joe. All these other scammers, fuck those guys. Joe's the best. 616-516-8579. Rolling on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Eric Zinchel Podcast, Patreon bonus, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Let's take a look. If you see here in my uh, things that uh, uh, my whatever YouTube wants me to listen to or check out or watch. Oh my God, this is good viewing. Restoring cast iron pan found from dumpster. This is the guy I was telling you about. And how about this one? Restoration and upgrade of PlayStation with a spider's nest inside of it. So he doesn't just do video games. He does, like I was, like I was telling you, he did this old-ass cash register. It was incredible. Ah, uh, And then there's the old Christine by Destiny. Crazy Ashley's dad. Oh, so much to watch. Not a bit of it on TV though welcome in to the patreon bonus i am so glad that you are here see ryan is here um sarah rukrug roosh the question about the odd tinkerer does he machine the replacement parts i haven't seen him have to do that yet 
The cash register was intense. Uh, the 1914 cash register, because whatever uh, metal that's that it was, I think it was brass. It had like uh, it it turns. It doesn't look shiny anymore. Him bringing that back and oh god, it was just. I don't know what my problem is. I am like obsessed with the odd tinkerer. Odd tinkering on YouTube is how you can find it, and and some of those videos. Uh, like 30 million people have watched him. In fact, I'm going to show you some of it. I mean, I've talked enough about it. Odd tinkering. Old cash register. Okay. So fantastic. Hold on a second here. Gotta, I gotta get my act together. Audio check. Video check. Skip ads. Okay. Now this is what it looks like when he um when he when he first got the cash register. Nineteen fourteen cash register. He gets his hands on it. And this is what it looks like when he's done. thing man that old power cord it, it actually runs uh, it, it plugs into a wall it, it, it needs electricity look at that the guy probably bought that for next to nothing well I take it back an antique dealer would let that go for a pretty penny um, but after he puts the time in on this thing, you know he could flip that for big money. That Como Park Pharmacy there, it still exists today. In the video, he goes over the history of the cash register and this dude, this F. Matt Shinger, the, the name on the that you see at the top of the cash register. Um, you know, just like little tidbits of info. There's no talking. There's no music other than what I just played for you at the very end when he's wrapping it up. It's basically just him working on the fucking thing. Uh, like this is like a different spot in it when he's, he's, he's breaking it down. And uh, cleaning it. All he really does, and on this one, he doesn't go full in and take it completely apart, but he probably takes about half of it apart. 
and then repairs it because it wasn't working and then cleans it. And I don't, I'm telling you, this is the true sign that I am simply an old fuck. But it's interesting to me. I don't know why. I'm all about it. And uh, now I'm like, I'm, I'm seeking out all these different videos uh, to watch of this guy. And like this one right here. Um, there's only 2.4 million people that viewed. This has only been viewed like 2.4 million times. But uh, like I was telling you, some of them are like 25 million views. We're talking some serious dollars flying in uh, to this guy's YouTube channel. It's absolutely brilliant. You know, this is a guy who probably like, you know, didn't make any money at all doing doing this sort of work. And, and now he's got an avenue to uh, show the world people like the videos. He makes money for that, which allows him. Now people just send him shit to restore. Here, restore this. And then it, he makes a video out of it. You know? God, is that cool. So uh, finished up last night watching the uh, resurrection of the cash register. He could, uh, he could do that with anything. Uh, Aram says he must need to replace springs and other little pieces. He did. He did do that. And he, he, he talks about it. Uh, not talk. He doesn't talk about it. He shows you what he did. There is no talking. Sarah asks, speaking of finished, did you ever get the basement finished? The basement is finished. Uh, we're not happy about it. Um, the guy that I had in the basement, Kyle, absolute horrible. Shit work. Uh, the worst. Hang on, I got to make sure that this is not public. Okay, good. It was terrible. I could go through and show you all the fucked up shit down there. We were so annoyed with that. It's like, God damn it. And then it's like friend of the family. You know, this is reason number 8,547 why you don't hire a friend of the family to do anything. Because then when they fuck it up, there was a, a portion where um, I was like, hey, dude, what the fuck? Can you, I didn't say it like that. I go, can you maybe make it so it doesn't look this way? A certain piece of uh, molding. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, never did it. He's like, oh, God. Now I got to redo the whole thing. Whole thing needs to be redone. Honestly, um, I could have actually have done a better job. Uh, it, it wouldn't have gotten done in a timely fashion. But I at least, if I did it, I wouldn't have said, okay, um, let's just settle for it looking like shit. Shit. Because that's what it looks like. Absolute shit. My dear friend. Okay. I just got done saying don't hire your friends. And then I went ahead and hired my other friend, Fast Jimmy, to fix his work. And uh, But I actually trust him. I know that that's going to be excellent. Okay. Um, Where do I want to start? I think I want to jump right into the saga. No, okay. I've got two liars that I need to talk about. Excuse me. Damn it. Earlier in the week, 
I told you about the in a rare uh, bit of um, sexuality. You have a Republican gay man, George Santos, District Three of New York State, for the House of Representatives, U.S. Congress. He won. We talked on this show that it's he's been exposed as he lied about where he went to school, company he owned, uh, a lot of things, a lot of flat-out lies. And he, he actually uh, admitted them. He goes, yeah, you know, it was a couple of embellishments here and there on my resume. No big deal. And it's like, what a, what a horseshit thing to say. A um, couple of embellishments. You fucking lied. Well, now everybody's looking at this guy with a little bit more scrutiny of literally everything he's said up to this uh, point. And they're finding more lies. And so let's sit back and uh, watch the latest audio check. To Representative-elect George Santos and video this check. morning facing yet even more questions about his background as yet another prosecutor's office takes a closer look at his claims. Aaron Katursky is here with the latest. Good morning to you, Aaron. Oops. And there just continues to be more and more about this. Yeah, and Janae, he's already been caught fabricating his career, his education, and his background. And this morning, the questions about Congressman-elect George Santos are piling up over everything. By the way, Santos looks really punchable, by the way. He just has a face. You just want to you just wanna hit him right in the ear as hard as you can with a giant pickaxe. So, so that it comes out the other ear. From his campaign spending. That was very violent. To his mother's death mother's death congressman elect santos has said and by the way that's a face of a man who let's let's be honest here if we didn't know he was gay as soon as we saw this face we'd say that's a face that's had many a dick in the mouth his mother was in the south tower of the world trade center on 9-11 i get emotional my parents were both down there uh the day of the attacks and uh, fortunately none of them passed in a tweet last year santos said 9-11 claimed my mother's life oh in a different tweet, he said she died in 2016. Oh! The website said Santos's mother died of cancer, making oh. no link to September 11th, and his campaign is not clarified. Santos has claimed four... That's when he, he needs to lie about that, too, and say, yeah, well, she was the first responder, and she breathed the bad fumes. Thus, she's a 9-11 victim. Huh? What do you think? Four of his employees were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting. He conceded this okay, week is not clarified. Santos has claimed four of his employees were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting. He conceded this week it wasn't true. Oh, no. Who worked for you, Parrish, in the Pulse nightclub shooting? That worked for me directly? No. Santos has also claimed to have attended... Did you hear that tone? No? Directly? No? ...attended the elite Horace Mann School here in New York City, but said he did not graduate for financial reasons. They sent me to a good prep school, so and which was Horace Mann uh, Prep in the Bronx. The school lie told us there's no record Santos was ever there. He has now tried to move on after admitting to what he called him. Look at that clip. Here he is. He's, he's doing the fist bump to this guy. He just got done telling him that he wants to suck his dick because he's a Republican. He called embellishments of his resume. I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. Yeah, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't try to flip it back on me and anyone else uh, who, who's watching this, 
Okay, you can't just turn around and uh, that that can't be your excuse every time. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody does this. You can't do that. I'm having to admit this in national television for the whole country to see. But Democrats Good. in the district have had enough. We not only don't want to be represented by any clown in local government, in state government, but especially not in our nation's capital. To tamp down the scandal, Santos has been telling local Republican leaders he plans to serve one term and not run for re-election. The GOP chairman in his district said he wouldn't support Santos anyway in 2024, without mentioning any objection to Santos taking office next week. Despite a new report in The New York Times that questions how Santos spent campaign money, Uh everything from rent to meals to airfare. Oh, well, you know this crook. Uh, As more comes out, Aaron, there continues to be even more questions. Oh, shit. There should be uh, an organization called the Gay Republicans just to see how many you could get. Because, you know, the way the culture is now, it's, it's kind of rare to be a Republican and gay because, you know, too often Republicans are bigoted towards gay, lesbian, transsexual people. Transge- I shouldn't say transsexual. I don't think that's a term anymore. I think it's just transgender. I don't even think the term transvestite is something that people are, that use anymore. I think that's like, what? No, you got, you got to get with it. So I, I, I don't know what I'm more amazed by, his lies or that he's a gay Republican. Now, not all Republicans are like that, but enough uh, Republicans... Enough of the crazy ones have hijacked what actually are Republicans. You know what I mean? I mean, because if you, you've you got Republicans like George W. Bush Republican, and then you've got Republicans like the sick bastards who tried to destroy the Capitol. Those Republicans. So they those crazy ones have kind of hijacked the party. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? All right. Meanwhile, while I'm at it, uh, there was some teacher who I guess was uh, being discriminated against because he wore a MAGA hat. You can't do that. A U.S. appeals court on Thursday revived a Washington middle school teacher's claim that a principal violated his free speech rights by threaten, threatening the teacher with discipline if he continued to wear the MAGA hat to training sessions. Good. Uh, not because of the First Amendment or the right to free speech. I don't care about that. I love it when I see someone with MAGA hat. Because I know you have potential for some real entertainment if you keep your eye on guy who's bold enough to wear MAGA hat or MAGA shirt. Think about it. Uh, back towards the last election, it was a, quite a regular thing. But now, especially when you see guy wearing that, you know, he's going, he or she is going out on a limb to give you the finger. All right. In most cases, I would argue 
if anyone puts on a t-shirt that says make america america great again or a hat that says make america great again they're doing that with the sole intention of annoying everyone they want you to get annoyed with them okay which means you have potential for some great hilarious outrageous moments Uh uh-oh daisy is now invading the show this is not good and bruce i'll keep him in here as long as they want you just saw daisy open up that door behind me Uh, side note before i continue this thought uh she has been snoring louder than normal while sleeping you probably heard her today i know i heard her when i listened back to the audio And she's also snoring when she's awake. Like she's right now just standing here going. And so uh, that that's new. And uh, I don't know what the deal is. Their energy level is fine. She's eating normally. She's very playful. She's she's an older dog to be sure. But I made a appointment for her tomorrow because I was reading that she may have something up her nose that sometimes that happens the dogs get i don't know something gets stuck in their nose which is obstructing so we got to have a look find out what the fuck all the racket is about okay daisy a three judge panel Uh, said there was no evidence that the teacher, Eric Dodge, had caused any actual disruption by bringing the hat supporting Donald Trump to teacher-only trainings at his Vancouver, Washington school. And that's good. Because if you walk in with the hat, yes, you are causing an uproar, but you're not doing anything wrong. There is no way that I would say that that person should not be allowed to wear that hat. And frankly, from a personal standpoint, I want to see it. I want you wearing that. I want to know who to keep an who to, uh, who to keep an eye on and who to avoid having a conversation with. Frankly, if you're wearing that shit, that's all. That's the only way I'm interacting with you is by not interacting with you. I just want to see what you're up to. Uh, the red baseball cap with white lettering became well. I don't need to give you the history of that. Um, Dodd says that the principal Caroline Garrett called him a racist and a homophobe and told him he would need a union representative if he wore the hat to school again. Now, I'm just going to assume that uh, he, well, I don't know. I mean, if he did something to to be called a racist and a homophobe, that's one thing, but I doubt it. I mean, he probably is, but I think she's only calling him that because he's wearing the fucking hat. And let's be honest, she's right. But you still can't. Okay. You can wear that hat and you are then saying you are a racist and a homophobe. Yes. There's no getting around that. However, officially you're not. And you have the backing of the courts if you want to wear a hat that says look i'm an asshole that's your right 
The Ninth Circuit reversed a federal judge, said wearing the hat was speech protected by the U.S. Constitution, and evidence that some faculty members were offended is not enough to override the teacher's uh, free speech rights. He's backed by the United States Constitution. Fuck off, teachers. If he wants to wear the hat and says, I'm an asshole, let him. The panel, however, did say that the teacher, Dodge, could not sue the school district for dismissing a harassment complaint he filed against Garrett or a human resources official who investigated the incident. So I guess he can't sue now? And that's what he probably wants. Michael McFarlane, a lawyer for the school district, said the HR officials said they were pleased with the decision. Yeah, he can wear the hat and he also can't sue us. A lawyer for Dodge did not immediately comment. Um, Dodge was a longtime teacher in the district when he brought the MAGA hat to trainings before the start of the 1920 school year. Um, teachers were offended and that they said, if he didn't stop bringing in the hat, you know, that's it. You got to, then you need to have your union rep was the thing that pushed it over the edge. So he sued. Yeah, I'm surprised that the um, that the teacher would um, would do that. You 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 got to know the. How can you not know the law? All right. I mean, how can you not know that wearing a hat like that is protected by the U.S. Constitution? I mean, give me a break. You wasted everybody's time. You got to let those people wear those hats. And then if they eventually they'll grow tired of it and and throw it away. There's a guy who lives down the street and he had a fuck Joe Biden flag. I'm surrounded by these flags, by the way. And um, it uh, it just became tattered over time. And then eventually one day I drove by there. No more flag. It's just an American flag. Now, he just got bored and moved on now. We're not completely done with this. Uh, Trump responding. You know what? I, it just dawned on me. I'm pretty sure that I don't. I have Trump's number. I can't tell you. I'm so glad that I saved that because if I remember correctly, we have had Trump on this show before. And there it is, Trump. There's a lot going on with him. And and I hope he appreciates this because uh, I need to explain to him that these people should be allowed to wear those shirts and hats. Look at Nate there. I still wear my MAGA shirts. All right, take it back. I would still want to be around Nate. Well, maybe not because I know Nate's not a crazy idiot. He likes MAGA, but that's not enough to make me not want to associate with Nate. Nate's a wonderful human being. So he's, he's you know, he's uh, beating the stereotype that MAGA people are, are cocksuckers. Um, but not everybody knows Nate. So if I'm there with Nate and he's wearing his MAGA shit, somebody's probably going to hate on Nate. I don't know. 
Anyway, let's see if we can get the president on here. Talking to his pal, Big Fraud. Thank you, honey. This is America's favorite president, Donald Trump. Who do I owe the pleasure today? Mr. Former President, it's Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. How are you? Big Fraud Zane. So great to hear from you. I was... I didn't get the, uh, I did not get a Christmas donation from you. I don't know quite what's going on with that, but I'm assuming it's in the mail. Yeah, I, I think I've got some work to do, Mr. President. I, I apologize for that. And I also apologize because as I do this live, your, your image is up for everyone to see, and it says recorded message, and it's, it's far from recorded. It's live with us. Of course, of course, Eric. You know, I love being on the Big Fraud Show. I think it's a tremendous community service that you do to our great patriots. You know, in fact, I just, these people, these wonderful workers I have just gave me the most wonderful sandwich from Arby's. They've got a new spicy roast beef sandwich, Eric. It's so great. You got to take the lettuce off, though. I don't know why you'd have that out Yeah. There. Yeah, it's all wilted. It's, I mean, I can I could understand uh, why why you would do that. And you, obviously, a connoisseur of uh, of a lot of fast food. I'm understanding. Well, it's the science behind it. You know, these beautiful companies like Arby's, they have these these wonderful people in the food division that uh, you know they're they're inventing these sandwiches out of thin air. I mean, who would have thought? To, that this sort of a spicy seasoning that they're putting on the roast beef would be so absolutely delectable. Didn't, uh, wasn't I understanding, didn't you uh, put on uh, Truth Social that you actually helped develop that seasoning for, for that sandwich, Mr. President? Well, you know, it's, it's so true. I could have, I could have, you know, the thing is, I, I can do so much. I heard you on your show this morning yep. talking about the, uh, the uh, demon bomb or whatever it was, you know, that was an incredible piece of science. I think I, if it was me there, though, I wouldn't have uh, died of radiation poisoning, you know. Right. That would be the uh, demon core you're talking about. That's right. It's, it's tremendous. You know, we could have used that in so many hurricanes back in the day. You know, when I was president, I tried to recommend that. I think, imagine that you saw what it did to the human skin. Imagine what it could do to the inner side core of a hurricane. Right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still not convinced that that works that way with weather, but, I mean, uh, you, you've been proven to be right on many, many things, Mr. President. So, I mean, maybe you are onto something. And uh, well, so true. Think about it. I could have created a massive radioactive hurricane that could have killed all of my non-supporters. Well, I don't know if we want to promote killing people, Mr. President. I'm sure that you're saying that in jest. But uh, Oh, everything. Of course. Of course, big fraud. Uh, Mr. President, I was just talking about this story about this teacher who they, they tried to take away his God-given rights to wear a MAGA hat to school. I heard about this. I heard about this. It's not good. You know, I mean, that's, that's why we have great laws in this nation about free speech. Yeah, but, I mean, weren't you the guy also who wanted to throw out the Constitution? Like, two weeks ago, we just talked about that. Well, sure, you sure. Well, there are certain parts of the Constitution that just don't make a lot of sense, you know, especially when it comes to what they've done with the big fraud election of 2020. Yeah. Perhaps you know a thing or two about that. You know, they're doing this witch hunt, by the way. 
They just, I was advised earlier this week that the unselect committee of political thugs, they've completely withdrawn the subpoena concerning the January 6th nonsense. You know about this? No, no, Mr. President. I, I hadn't heard that at all. They've given up on it. Yeah, they've, they've, they've thrown it out. They, they've just given it to the FBI. And we all know the FBI isn't going to do anything with that. Yeah, you've uh, you've had problems with the FBI since they raided uh, Mar-a-Lago um, uh, a, a few months ago. You've uh, prior to that, you didn't really have anything bad to say about them, but now they are public enemy number one. Well, you know the thing is, the thing is, perhaps the FBI's involvement in rigging the great election played into all of this. I oh, don't know. Okay. We're looking into that, you know. You're looking into that. Okay. Um, all right. There was one more thing. Oh, okay. I just heard. That six years of uh, your tax records were just released, Mr. President. Like today, people are seeing all about your tax history. That is... Uh, it's true. It's true. And, you know, the thing is, it's so illegal what these guys are doing. You know, they, they can't just open up those taxes. You know, I've been under tax audit for almost 20 years or something. They can't, they can't just open those up. Well, I mean, uh, but now people are seeing that you, in fact, uh, didn't make any money for a lot of those years. Is this is this uh, is this affecting your pride that people are seeing that you've lost millions and millions of dollars? Well, the truth is, big fraud, Zane. Which I think I don't know. Maybe Santos is going to be big fraud, Santos. I don't know. I got to think about that. George Santos. But yeah. the uh, the whole deal with the taxes, you know the. The truth is, I'm so wealthy that when I was president, I didn't I didn't make any money. I said that ought to go right back to the people, and uh, you know, and so okay. and so it did, and so it did. Mr. President, we are uh, less than two years away from the upcoming election. Do you have any uh, uh, things uh, coming down the pipe that we should be aware of for your campaign? Are you going to side with any big entertainers like Kid Rock and Lee Greenwood? I mean, what's going on? Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to get some music rights for my great rallies, you know. People love what I do at the rallies. It's probably the biggest thing. The crowds that come out to these rallies, you'd be so impressed with them. I mean, way more people are coming to my rallies than would ever listen to the Big Fraud Show, by the way. Oh, that's that's, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And you think about it. Think about all this stuff that's coming out. It's amazing what they're able to do with this witch hunt. And you said it right here, I think, a few weeks ago. They're not going to get me on any of this. It's kind of humorous when you think about it to watch all this because it's it's so fake what they're doing. And the people, they're so much smarter than that. They're, they're so much smarter. Okay. Maybe a little more popular than ever when you think about it. Uh, Mr. President, I'm going to be down in Florida in, uh, in about a week. Um, so I don't know. Oh, you're uh, going to be down in Florida. What are you going to be doing down there? Are you uh, coming over to Mar Lago? Uh, well, uh, I, I would love to, Mr. President. I'll be in Orlando, and I think that that's quite quite a distance from Mar-a-Lago. But uh, still, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to just swing on by. What do I do? Just bang on the door? I mean, how does it work? Well, you know, they'll let just they're not letting anyone in anymore after the incident with Daisy Fuentes. But the uh, the truth is, I'll tell you what. You you come on over to Mar-Lago, you tell them you're Big Fraud Zane, and I'll have my guys put your picture up there. They'll let you right in. And are you bringing the queen of the 
underworld with you? Is that is the wife? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the queen of the forests, sir, not the queen of the underworld. Whatever. It's all the same thing, isn't it? That right, right, of course. I don't let yes, my sir. wife out. I'll tell you, we could get the wives together, and you and I go golfing. How about that? All right, we can golf. I would. Uh, that that'll be great. I, you know, Mr. President, I appreciate your friendship. We've we uh, we've kind of hit it off, uh, you know. And I, I I I wish you a very happy new year, sir. Well, it's tremendous, and we're so happy to have wonderful patriots. That- Supporters like yourself, Big Fraud Zane, supporting well, the most I'm not wonderful a, comeback to it. No, I'm not a supporter. Not that different from Bill Cosby, you know. Yeah, uh, well, I I don't know. I'd probably vote for Cosby before I'd vote for you. That's insane. The guy, I mean, they <laughs> rape people, Eric. All right, Mr. President, I appreciate you. Okay. You as well, Big Fraud. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I know we're going to be doing so much stuff down here in Mar-a-Lago. Lots of stuff going on right now. You know? Lots of stuff. All right. Thank you, sir. Oh, he just hangs up. <laughs> oh, fuck. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. What an asshole. So glad. That we have that direct line to the president. Shit. Um, that was so great and ate up so much of my time that I am going to um, uh, save for Monday the downfall of Liver King. Oh, my God. This, speaking of lying, Jesus. We will kick off the Monday show with the story of Liver King and how much of a filthy liar this asshole is. Jesus. Pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right, here we go. This year, interest rates dropping. Uh, Folks are going to be looking for a mortgage, um, a refi, whatever, as these uh, rates drop. Reach out to the number one mortgage professional in the United States, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now with offices in all 50 states, 231-332-6505 is where you call, what you, who you call oh boy, to get started. Reach out to Mario today, 231-332-6505. Please mention me. When you get the ball rolling on your first mortgage, your refi, whatever it may be, call Mario today. And if you've been paying on a mortgage that's five, six, seven percent, get ready because that rate's going to drop and you're going to need to refinance to save yourself thousands of dollars. 231 332 6505. Call. Well, not today. If you're, li- well, if you're not listening to this on Christmas, sure. But definitely don't call on Christmas. I'm expecting some unbelievable statistics from people downloading this show on Christmas. We might even hit 100 people downloading this show today. Thank you to the Grand Rapids Gold. They continue to be a fantastic source of amazing entertainment in West Michigan. G League Basketball. The Grand Rapids Gold are the G League affiliate to the world champion Denver Nuggets. Get tickets for as low as 12 bucks by going to grandrapidsgold.com. $2 beers, $2 dogs on Thursdays and Fridays. The next game is January 2nd, and I want to see you there. 
GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. Rolling on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hello, 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 hello. podcast patreon bonus i gotta get i gotta get my ass in gear and keep it in gear if i'm going to get the things i need to get done done okay we're talking of uh gas all the way matted down between now and wheels up thursday morning to florida you know when you are the president and ceo of america's worst podcast you've got a lot of uh, irons in the fire in order to make this thing go now uh years of abuse inflicted upon myself has made me quite used to this type of um hustle and bustle i guess of getting the podcast done delivered in a timely fashion you know all that shit Stuff that uh, if I didn't have, the only reason why the podcast is where it is today and um, able to survive for four years as a job is sheer fear. I've got no choice. You do the podcast or you go, I don't know. I can't really, um, when you're in the situation I'm in where, I mean, yeah, sure, I went to college and I got a degree, but that was decades ago. Everything that I'd learned is kind of just used very uh, very much like, hey, I think I should know the answer to that. I better go consult a couple textbooks. I, I can't do shit in my field. And I don't even know if I would ever want to. There are other things that interest me now, uh, 8 million years after graduating college. But it all requires... You know, such a uh, uh, an, an unknown thing. At least this, there is some degree of, um, you know, um, familiarity to being able to talk into a microphone. So it's the it's it's uh, honestly it's like okay I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do I'm just gonna turn this microphone on and uh, record what I'm saying and if we're lucky. We'll be able to pull it off. Well, here we are. Knocking on the door of four years. Holy shit. Yeah, the only way that this can actually go south is if I start yelling the N-word. Or, um, I don't know, uh, maybe I uh, molest some kids or the dogs. I can do this forever as long as I avoid molesting people and or animals. And shouting the N-word at the top of my lungs. And I wouldn't do that anyway. I mean, what kind of fucking sick fuck would you do that? Uh, Nick says seven days of PA work today or this week. There's seven games in seven days. And I'm going to miss out on some of those. I'm only getting three of those days. I'm getting today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, basketball. Wednesday is hockey. Thursday, uh, I'm I'm gone. I've got backup. Backup people doing it for me. I'm out. By the time I wrap shit up Wednesday, I'm not worrying about this until uh, fucking, you know, Tuesday of next week. 
Chris, with a question for your half marathon, do you have a goal you're shooting for or just enjoying it? I think performance-wise, finishing would be a good thing. Uh, finishing uh, faster than what I did against Mike Ball, which was about two hours and 20 minutes, which is just pathetic. It's, it's, I mean, I barely finished that thing. I would say, yeah, if I beat that time and finish, I'm happy. And um, Sarah says he's going to get pictures of Disney characters. No, that's true. Bring in my uh, phone and I will uh, shoot all sorts of video of me with Mickey and Minnie and, um, you know, all the very Aladdin will be there. Um, yeah. And then the, at the ending of this race, they've got the, the choir, the gospel choir. I want to, I want to get up there and sing with the choir, but the handlers there at Disney will probably throw me out of the park and then I won't even get to finish the race. So I got to be careful. They're very strict there. If you, they got an eye on you the whole time. Okay. You got to be very, very careful. But, uh, yeah, that's what that's what's up. And I get to see all my friends from the AT Children's Project who I haven't seen in a few years. But, uh, okay, hang on. I got to drink this. One more. Stand by. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Got to see my dad yesterday. Um, his face looks he's a little jacked. He's got uh some black and blue action going on there. And, uh, but, uh, no worse for wear. He's fine. So I said to him, I, I, I pull up a chair and, uh, his dementia is taking hold a little bit more pronounced. He, uh, asked us several of the th- same things over and over and over again. It's, it's all about with my father at this point in the game, it's, we walk in there and, um, you know, he's massively confused, Eric, Diana, Kevin, and they're bringing a dog and, uh, and I, cause we're watching Jackie's dog for, and, uh, you got another dog. Nope. This is Jackie's dog. Oh, who is it? He doesn't remember. He's met the dog many times. I go, okay. All right. So there we go. And then, uh, just several times. So you have five dogs now. Nope. This is Jackie's dog. We're just, uh, babysitting for her while she, uh, she actually went to the Lions game with Justin. We're just babysitting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the game. Which team are we? We're the dark jerseys. We're the blue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We won like 10 in a row. And I go, well, no. They've won a lot lately, but they they, they lost last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Rob, we watched that game. This is you and Rob, we watched that game, remember? Oh, no, I don't, I don't remember. And this is going on and on and on. And then, uh, you know, so uh, I walk up to him and I go, so, Dad, um, this is the part I hate to do, but, uh, you know, I got to, I'm sure you've had this conversation with, uh, everyone else. So bear with me. Um, you know, part of what happens when you get older sometimes is you, your balance becomes an issue. You know, you may have noticed that. Have you noticed that dad, that sometimes you're a little wobbly? He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, okay, well, you know, so you just go, it sounds ridiculous, but you just going outside on your own, just walking is, is a danger. So, um, we got to, um, it's probably a good idea if, if we kind of skip those moments, like when you want to go out and, 
shovel stuff and, and, you know, do stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, I know, I know. So he realizes it. Hopefully it'll stick with him. But, you know, whether it does any good, uh, good or not, I, I hope not. You see, he's, he, uh, it's, it's bad because slowly but surely these things have been taken out of his life to keep him safe. Uh, no driving, obviously. Uh, no power tools, obviously. Now walking out of the house to uh, move a couple um, piles of snow is is a challenge and uh oh boy so you know just want to keep him safe just want to keep him safe keep you upright that's the goal you know uh all right it is time to introduce you to liver king oh my god i'm so stoked about liver king oh my god so what you got here is this dude uh Real name, I think it's Ben Johnson. No, Brian Johnson, ACDC. So what he does is he, it's brilliant because there's so many idiots in the world. Hang on, I got to sneeze. He's been around since 2021. And what you do is, is you jam as much as, as as much steroids as you can get your hands on into your body and you get as massive as possible then you make up a fairy tale that you eat uh, raw organs and bone marrow and testicles and tongue and brain I'm not kidding you of animals and uh, then you come up with a product line protein powder your stupid protein bars everything it tastes like shit whatever and then you sell uh you you do social media videos you get followers he's got three and a half million followers uh over the course of his videos in the past year and a half he's gotten 68 and a half million likes on youtube and that's his tiktok alone on youtube 246,000 uh subscribers 335.8 million views that's he makes a million dollars a month doing that shit alone um in a year and a half his empire he's worth over a hundred million dollars so all you have to do is do all that shit i just said do these stupid videos and then everybody is going to be like oh god i got it now he's got a fitness empire it's fucking brilliant and you just lie that's all there is to it doesn't matter nothing else matters Audio check, video check. Let's go over some uh, Liver King Good videos. Good morning, primals. There could be no better day to accept Liver King's 30-day challenge. Good morning, primals. There could- and he talks like fucking Daffy Duck. Good morning, primals. He's got this vicious, vicious speech impediment. And this is this is why, this is why, take it from your old pal Eric Zane. If you have a child with a speech impediment, get them into a fucking speech therapist, okay? There's nothing worse because what's going to happen is they're going to get the shit kicked out of them and then they're going to become retarded like this guy is, all right? You don't want that, so take care of that shit. 
Good morning, Primals. There could be no better day to accept Liver King's 30-day challenge, not because it's January 1st, but because you've been sleeping on your life when you should be sleeping on the floor. Make that a habit and start stacking yeah. wins to create even more. Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. No Shut the fuck up for a second. Jesus Christ. I don't even know if I can uh, sit through this. A little bit more on Liver King. <laughs> um, let's see. He promotes what he calls ancestral lifestyle, which includes eating large amounts of raw organs and meat. We talked about that. His diet has been criticized by nutritionists for being potentially dangerous. Now, he doesn't really eat this shit. He just tells you that. Um, he preaches his nine ancestral tenets. Sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, and bond. Those are the tenets. Cold, sun, fight, bond, connect, shield, move, eat, sleep. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like just random shit that this cocksucker has thought up. Fuck me. All right, let's go back. So everybody is a primal. Good morning, primal. Yeah, if you're talking to a guy who can't, who he's, you know, sure, he's all ripped and jacked, but he can't keep his tongue uh, outside, inside of his mouth when he pronounces S's. You can see the spit flying out of his face. Good morning, primals. There could be no better day to accept Liver King's 30-day challenge. No. So he claims to sleep. On a, on, a, on a piece of wood. This is all a set, okay? It's just a set. He's acting. Every bit of this. Because it's January 1st, but because you've been sleeping on your life when you should be sleeping on the floor. Make that a habit and start stacking wins to create even more momentum. Next, start eating liver because liver is king. Okay, there's a piece of liver here. Okay, if you're just... This is why you need to have the 10 bucks a month so you can see the shit as it happens. If not, I'll leave all the links in the show notes and you audio only folks, uh, you can, you can watch it, but it's better to, to, you know, in the moment. Now this fucking maniac is going to now go ahead and bite the fucking liver. Or if you're a beta, there's other options too. You could get to goddamn work lifting heavy. <laughs> It's hilarious. You can get to goddamn work for you betas. Shit, or do push-ups before dinner. Or remain the same loser this year and next that you were last year. So <laughs> I, I I enjoy the shit talk portion of this. I really don't care that this fucking maniac is putting all these steroids into his body and at least getting you to move by degrading you. I love that. Oh, it's prime time to stop using excessive Wi-Fi. Get outside. Connect with the earth. Make no excuses. Get after it and get fucking cold. Okay, Eat. these are his tenets, you know? Uh, connect. Get cold. Even when it's overcast outside, get the sun on you. Through the eyes, on the face, on the skin. When you're sleeping, eating, By the and way, moving. This guy might be the most jacked 
person that I've ever seen. And he's always like, oh, yeah, it's from the raw organ meeting because I make these videos and I do a few push-ups. Right? Like your ancestors. Well, now you have an obligation to fight like our ancestors. Find your primal purpose. Define your roles and goals. Unite and... Yes, I will find my primal purpose. Fight. Start low and grow slow. And tag Liver King as you kick even more ass in life over the next 30 days. If you want to be a barbarian brother, you must share everything. That's that's Mrs. Liver King. That's his wife. And these are his kids who hate him. Look at the look on this one. His kid is like, oh, fucking this guy. With your tribe, especially your wins. They're like, I cannot believe we have to do this shit with you. Couldn't you have just gone to fucking college? Liver King, out. You fucking asshole. Now, seriously, I could sit and watch all of these videos and be entertained for hours and hours and hours. I mean, look at all of this shit. Oh, my God. An absolute riot. So anybody who knows anything knows that the second you see this guy, he is full of only steroids and none of these stupid foods that he eats. Like in this video right here. Oh, 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 primals, primals, primals. This is what Liver King is having for his first dinner here in snowy Colorado at the Liver King Ski House. We're going to start with a leg of lamb. Primal. Look at okay, again. They they have these are probably all just props. It's probably not even food. It's probably manufactured like out of plastic or three D printed, and they just dress it up. And then he shoots a stupid video, and then they put all the stuff away, and then they go to McDonald's or he takes more steroids. These incredible cheese, bacon, beef burgers, and with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we're always gonna have liver and bone marrow. If you don't get the real deal, get yourself some capsules. We got. He sells all this stuff. That's how he makes his money. You buy his shit. Some carbs. And with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, always gonna have a whole feast protein shake, and to top it off. Yeah, he. You wanna you wanna buy the whole feast protein shake? Okay. We got our tzatziki sauce. If that's how you said. Not sure. Send me a DM and you can correct me. This is what Liver King is having for dinner today. Liver King, out. Oh. Okay. So that gives you an idea of how this man has built his empire. Uh, you can't argue with it. I mean, he's a millionaire many times over, hundreds of times over. Uh, it's, that's incredible. Everybody is buying this problem. An email surfaced that, uh, he admits something important and the video started to make the rounds and he just liver King decided, Oh, oh, I better get out in front of this. I better, I better do some damage control with the primals. So this video, it's only going to, sh- if you're listening, uh, on, um, I, I don't have time to mix it down. I didn't have time to mix it down. You're only going to hear it coming out of one side here, but this is what happened, uh, just the other day. Primals. I'm making this video to apologize. Okay. Hang on. I'm already fucking this shit up in this video to apologize because I fucked up because I'm embarrassed and ashamed 
because I lied and I misled a lot of people. Okay, so he's about to come clean about something. But he's sitting in a throne and still doing the fucking pro wrestler thing with no shirt on. I've stated that this is a complicated as fuck topic, at least to me it is, because before social media, I was rich and anonymous. And after social media... Wait, before social media, before social media, I was rich and anonymous. Yeah, nice brag. It's not a good idea when you're about to come clean on something to be in a throne with no shirt on, doing the pro wrestler thing and talking about how rich you are. I'm still rich but no longer anonymous. And I never expected this kind of exposure in the public eye. It's been tricky as fuck. That is such bullshit. You never expected this type of exposure, yet you, you've, you're you on TikTok and YouTube trying your ass, trying like crazy to be exposed. What the fuck are you talking about? To navigate. Well, clearly I did it wrong. And I'm here now to set the record straight. Hold on a second. O'Neill's having a dream again. Listen. And Daisy's snoring. Okay, hang on. I'm going to add some devil to this. Okay, guys. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Um, where was I? Okay, back to Liver King now to set the record straight yes I've done steroids and yes I'm on steroids monitored and managed by a trained hormone clinician he just said yes I've done steroids and yes I'm on steroids he didn't say I used to be or I've done steroids in the past he says, I am still on steroids. Steroids. Liver King, the public figure, was an experiment to spread the message, to bring awareness to the 4,000 people a day who kill themselves. The eight- okay, so now he's, he's, he's pivoting. Yes, uh, I've been telling you to say your prayers, eat your bull testicles and your liver, and do your exercises. But I'm also on steroids. So everything he's told you is bullshit. He's a steroid junkie. That's why he looks the way he looks. So all of this shit is a lie. 
and he's still trying to fucking do his thing. 80,000 people a day that try to kill themselves. Our people are hurting at record rates. I wish you'd be one of that number. Depression, autoimmune, anxiety, infertility. Which is all things that you are now subjected to because of your years of steroid abuse. Low ambition in life. Our young men are hurting the most. Feeling lost, weak, and submissive. So I made it my job. Feeling lost, weak, and submissive? Ooh. Oh, so I made it my job to do a bunch of steroids and try to get them and humiliate them. <laughs> what? To model, teach, and preach a simple, elegant solution called a model, teach, and preach. Are you calling them losers is the way to model teaching. Well, that actually might work. The nine ancestral tenants. So our people no longer have to suffer. So we can collectively express our highest and most dominant form. Okay, so now this is done being an admission. Now it's back to being liver king and telling you what's up and eat your liver. This is my fight. This is why I exist. Wait, you just told us that everything you have here is because of steroids. While spreading the message, I've been on several podcasts. And when asked if I've ever taken steroids, I've always... Steroids said no i don't touch the stuff not gonna touch the stuff never touch the stuff that was a lie <laughs> holy shit i've convinced myself that this had nothing to do with the ancestral message i convinced myself that i'm not a competitive athlete of any kind so who the fuck am i cheating i convinced myself that this topic was a placeholder for a far more important conversation. I convinced myself that this would overshadow the 36 years of working out, usually twice a day, without PEDs. PEDs. I've convinced myself that this was the vocal minority, usually in the fitness category, driving to an unproductive conversation. Uh, I can't, I can't listen to another word of this fucking idiot. Wow. Uh, there's a uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist to this. Hang on a second here. Bear with me. I think cranking up that microphone might have messed things up for me. Let me make sure. No, it's good. Okay, good. Um, there is, there's an M. Night Shyamalan twist to all of this that makes, uh, uh, the, kind of takes the story and puts it on its ear that I'll get to in just a second. Maureen says, okay, so there are actually 10 life tenets and one is due tons of steroids. My God. Kyler says there's a rumor his abs are fake. They never move. I don't know. All right. Um, so this is all bullshit. All the eating the, eat, I, I, I'll bet you he doesn't eat any of that stuff that he talked about. But there's another twist to this entire story. Which I don't know if I have in front of me. Hang on. Aha. Him coming out and saying, yes, I did steroids. Yes, I have done steroids. And yes, I've, uh, I'm still taking steroids. 
Well, you remember he's been um, selling this shit and this whole way of life. Primal, th- eat your fucking testicles and then the f- 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 do your puss up there. You're a Luther and buy my protein powder. Now he's being sued for $25 million in a class action lawsuit because he came out and said, yeah, hey, but I mean, this, he did it all wrong. He should have just lied. I mean, that, that, that's your first mistake. You should have just lied. Nobody would have cared about this story if you just denied it or didn't say anything, but because you came out and said, Hey, everybody, guess what? Liver King is doing steroids. Uh, he is now subject of a class action lawsuit that claims he deceived fans to sell his dietary supplements. It's been filed in New York against Brian liver King Johnson. According to Fox business, he claimed that he packed on the muscle by eating vast amounts of raw, awful O F F A L awful, awful. I don't even know what that is. Which I get no, I do know what it means. It says or organ meats, calling his diet an ancestral one. I saw one video where they pulled out the lungs of like a cow, and they were huge. And uh, it he, it was laying in front of him, and you see him take a big bite out of cow lung. I'm like, got my fingers crossed that he's gonna get like. Uh, fucking mad cow disease or some shit and he's got this family with them and it's like i think they're all actors i he probably that no one could stand this guy so there's when he brings the wife in and the kids in in these fucking videos it's probably not even really his family you know because no one he's so insufferable i wouldn't be able to uh, uh, uh look my dad in the face you know um it's kind of like um these kids he didn't even mention the kids or the wife, you know, um, because they got to all be in on it or maybe they're not. I mean, if you have a dad who is, uh, who makes a, let's just say that those are his kids and they, he, he makes his entire, um, uh, life on this. And then he, you find out that he's lying and doing steroids. How would you feel about that? You know, I probably wouldn't care as long as I get the money. I mean, if he's got, if he's worth a hundred million dollars and I'm living, I got five homes throughout the United States with my dad and, one day I'm going to inherit all this shit. I would say, dad, keep taking the steroids. Dad, take more. In fact, don't say shit about this, dad. Just take steroids and just keep doing what you've been doing. Selling the stupid protein powder that doesn't do anything uh, but with the fake props in front of you. Just, yes, shoot the videos and that's all you got to do. Oh my God. After the admission... Uh, that's when the lawsuit started to circulate. Cotter Law Group filed the suit against Johnson, holding him and his affiliates accountable for their deceptive business practices and for misleading consumers around the world, claiming he is promoting a dangerous and life-threatening diet because a lot of people, um, medical professionals, have said, yeah, the ancestral, the, whatever this is, is is not good for you. It's It's a horrible way to... Uh, consume what you need to consume and and he's not even eating it he's just telling all these people to eat bone marrow and pig balls and liver dick and and cow brains and uh, camel camel puss and then you know people are doing it they're they're actually going around and hacking off a camel pussy and eating a camel pussy now there's no doubt that a camel puss is going to be loaded with protein but 
Think about it. You're eating a camel puss. Fuck. The suit alleges Johnson claimed his near-perfect physique and optimal health were the result of the ancestral diet and lifestyle and that if petitioners knew of the steroid use, they would not have bought his products. Well, of course. Yes, that's absolutely true. So far, there's only one plaintiff listed, but the law firm said they've had several inquiries about other potential class action suits against Johnson. So this might be the end of Liver King because this dumb fuck uh, went public and said, yeah, this is true. I am on steroids, but I'm still fighting against depression so that you losers can go out and tackle the world with the primal tenets, cold, heat, sun, camel puss. You must eat all these things and sleep on a board and on the ground and be primal. Primal liver king out. Fuck this guy. And then the mom and the the kids like, oh, no, this is all going to go away. This is fucking terrible. Oh, my God. The liver king may be no more. Jesus. All right, a couple other things. First of all, I want to take another look. I didn't take a look at this on the free podcast, but it's worth it. This is um, the Ohio State kicker. Oh, my God. And everybody is talking about, yeah, look, there's this article. Football world is praying for Ohio State's kicker tonight because he missed a kick. I... All right. He missed the kick. Big fucking deal. Uh, We got to stop with the whole, uh, you know, protecting him. You know, the whole coddling people. Uh, It's creating more softness in the world. It already is soft, the world. But, you know, this guy writes, uh, uh, I don't know who he is, but he writes, Noah Ruggles is a college kid. Don't you dare come at him in this moment. Ohio State played their hearts out. Congrats to Georgia. Buckeyes should be so proud. Happy and healthy New Year to all and go Bucks. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, you can still say, though, that that's the worst kick that anyone's ever seen. There's, there's no doubt. And it, it's only going to make him stronger. Now, it's unfortunate that we live in a day and an age where anyone under 25, if even the smallest thing happens to them, they're usually, it's 50-50. They're either going to go on with their life or they're going to throw themselves in a wood chipper. And that's unfortunate. That being said, wow. Okay, it all looks good here. Everybody's ready to go on the kick. The uh, a clean snap looks like uh, laces out. National championship game. Okay. Now, it almost, the kick is so bad. It's actually spinning the wrong way. It's spinning like fucking Gamera. Some of you will get that reference. Probably none of you. It's, it's, you know how it's supposed to spin one particular way? It's doing the opposite. And the second it's off of his foot. Okay, right there. 
Okay. It's already, it's five feet off of his foot, and it's already about to hit people on the sidelines. Look at, look at that. Here's the, where it needs to go in. It's here. It's already 50 feet off to the side. No good. Look at this fucking thing. Holy shit. It's so wide, it doubles the width. If they doubled the width of the goalpost, it wouldn't have made it. My God. I have never seen a kick that horrible in all of my life. National championship game. It's on the way. No good. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish that the announcer was like, I don't know. Well, uh, uh, oh my gosh, it's wide. Oh, so bad. Uh, all right. One more thing I got to show you. Um, in the Colts-Giants game, Colts quarterback uh, Nick Foles, he gets hammered by Kayvon Thibodeau, just plastered. And then Thibodeau, though there's no snow on the field, he starts doing snow angels. The problem is, though, Foles is badly hurt. And it, Kayvon Thibodeau snow angels next to a dead Nick Foles is messed up, but really funny. Saying he's dead. Holy shit. Watch this. Third down for here comes Chibodeau. Look at Chibodeau with the shot. Back at the 41. Okay, I think he's having some type of seizure, perhaps. I think he hit him so hard, he's seizing. Oh my god. And third down for here comes Chibodeau. Ah. Okay, so now watch this. If you think, well, maybe he doesn't know because he's looking straight up in the air. Okay, all right. Back at the 41. But his his, his teammate's going, yeah, good job. Meanwhile, Foles is going into cardiac arrest, it looks like. Now look at He turns and looks at Foles seizing on the field. The rookie. And then Oregon. he keeps doing more snow angels. With a big time play, Oregon State. Big time play. Oh, no. Let's watch that once again. Talk about a hit. He hit him and then uh, drove him into the turf like he was smashing him down. Third down. Wow. And who the fuck? How did that? How was he so unblocked? This guy here, he doesn't. He like lets him go. He must hate Nick Foles. That's what it is. Look it. And then this guy here, he just lets him hit him. Oh no! Chibido with a shot. Back at the forty-one. Wow! Oregon with a big-time play. Oregon State, big-time play. Okay. Now I haven't heard anything about Nick Foles, but I'm pretty sure he's already cremated. And then you're like, "Well, maybe he didn't know." Uh-uh. This is Thibodeau on the sideline now. 
He's doing the go to sleep thing. And people are like, yeah, he didn't know he was injured. Bullshit, he didn't know he was injured. Look at him. Uh, This guy says, he's just sending thoughts and prayers, calling in the angels of snow for healing. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, my God. Jesus, Nick Foles, he's never going to be able to speak again, probably. No doubt brain damage. In 10 years, they will be, uh, he's going to shoot himself in the chest. And then they'll be like, yeah, he did that so that they can uh, uh, study his brain. Ugh. Nick says, I just walk out of the stadium right to my car. Uh, Kyler says, pay bonus for knocking out the quarterback. Aram, concerning uh, Liver King, writes, how could Liver King have not consulted an attorney before making that video? I don't know. That was a horrible admission. Liver King here. I am going to tell you that I am doing steroids, but buy my protein. And then he just picks up where he left off. My God. Truth be told, a $25 million lawsuit for Liver King. I don't think the empire is going to dry up anytime soon, though. I don't think anybody cares. Holy shit. And there we go. Wrapping up another historic National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you so much for checking this out. Remember, follow me on Twitch if you want to enjoy my show live as it happens Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to uh, 10 a.m. Download the Twitch app, T-W-I-T-C-H. After you download it, search Eric Zane Live, and that's me. Follow the channel, and you're in business. Thank you so much for enjoying this. Don't forget about me on Patreon as well. Uh, You can check out what's happening on Patreon today. I posted an old show from February 19th, 2010. And boy, did we have fun. You can check it out for free. It's listed as something to listen to while I'm away. That's all on Patreon. Don't be a stranger. Send me a note, eric at ericzanecho.com. An email, a note. Send me an email, eric at ericzanecho.com in the shore liners striping inbox. Okay, that is it for now, folks. Thank you so much for checking this out. And uh, thank you for supporting the podcast. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.